This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. Wednesday, isn't it? I think so. Yes, it's Wednesday. Unless you're over on the other side of the pond. If you're Warlord, it's like fucking Thursday or whatever the fuck it is in England. Happy goddamn Thursday to you. What's up, Jenkins? Welcome. I did, I did like seven hours last night. That's unusual, but fucking my internet issues on Monday caused me to have a lot of shit I wanted to talk about. Speaking of my internet issues, apparently, um, apparently I yelled at the tech. He got really butt hurt, and he left. <laughs> he walked out and told them I was cussing at him. I'm, I'm dead serious. Now, was I cussing at him? I don't think so. This was, <laughs> this was me in the live chat with him. He told me he would leave if I didn't change my tone, and that pissed me off even more. Based on the notations, you were cussing at them, and that's why they leave. <laughs> it was the second time the supervisor had been here, and he was a dick the first time. I probably sprinkled in some profanity. Yes. You mean you did use profanity, but not towards them. Is that correct? <laughs> it's the situation and the issue on the server. Yes, because it's been two fucking months. How many times have I not been able to do my stream in the last two months? Fucking ten times? And I'm getting a little fucking tired of it. Nothing I said was out of line. As he was walking out, I called him a stupid fuck. But get out of here, you stupid fuck! But finally, finally, because of my uh, outburst, they put me on the phone with somebody above the lead technician here, somebody at the server center, and they actually listened to my issue. The, the thing that set me off was I have all the, I have all my streaming data, right? So I can show them exactly when it happens during my stream. Because they keep telling me, like, we can't find anything wrong with it. And I'm like, here's the information. So I'm like, here, do you want me to email you my stream data so you can see exactly when it cuts off on me? And he's like, no, I don't need that. And like, this motherfucker has acted like I'm full of shit. That there's nothing going on with my internet. And I'm like, here's the information that proves to you that it's going on and what time it happens. Oh, it's just me bitching about my internet. <laughs> I, uh, I caused the, uh, I caused the tech to walk out because I used profanity. <laughs> Well, he came over here and started fucking with my modem. And I'm like, don't touch my fucking modem again. And like, it takes forever to reprogram everything for my Google Home. So don't fucking touch that shit. It's not the modem. We know this. Fuck off. Last year, we were doing a Trump rally at this time. Look at this shit. Exactly one year ago. He signed peace agreements between Israel, a fucking terrorist state, and a couple other meaningless countries. They're going to point to tax cuts. It was Jordan and the UAE, I believe it was, that he normalized relations with in order to sell them arms. No, it wasn't a co-worker. 
No, it was the it was the text from Wow. I got upset because I asked the guy if I could send him the information that he needed to solve my issue, and he said, "No, nah, I don't need that. I don't think there's anything wrong with your internet." And I went the fuck off on him. Stupid fuck. I've not been very nice to uh, the people from my internet service provider. Oh, I mean, like, I was nice to the dude that was, like, actually helping me with my problem today on the phone. I, w- I was nice. And, like, even, like, the, the first guy that was here this morning, apparently, like, I was short with him. But I'm like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just fucking upset about the situation. This is two fucking months now. And also, I was extremely tired. I did seven hours last night. It was two o'clock in the morning when I got off. And then they're knocking up the goddamn door at noon. But it's the it's the same tech I've already had a run in with. That's what I like. This was the supervisor of the techs. That's why I was a little upset with him. And he comes in here and he wants to check my modem again. Probably going to ask me to clear my browser cache. Like, that is not it. Last time he told me it was because my wall plate over here behind the couch. Because, like, it amazed him that I'm running it all the way from the other side. Because, like, I've got a really elaborate setup here. He said that my wall plate was loose over here. And he redid the wiring. He's like, that should fix it. And I'm like, no, it's not going to. Within this was like me already had sparkles do her fucking speed test, and I know that it happens to the entire complex when it happens to me. Enough, enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm venting. I'm venting. It's also amazing how much time I spent making a meme just for sparkles before I came on. No, no, no. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to share it out on my page or anything. It's an inside fucking joke that I made a meme just for sparkles. Well, the Freak Show, uh, we we played, uh, we were talking about the Megan the Stallion hottie sauce, or hottie chicken sandwich, or whatever the fuck it was. And I played the review bra video of the Megan the Stallion hottie chicken sandwich. And, like, just as soon as I pulled the video up, Sparkles was like, that looks like Lord. <laughs> what? Review bra looks like Lord? <laughs> I do that. I tend to, I like, I will make, the fuck, I will make, uh, memes just for sparkle. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. No, no. I shouldn't yell at text. I shouldn't yell at working people. And that's, and that's what I've said anytime I've been on the phone with him. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm short, it's not your fault, I appreciate your help. I'm just pissed off, because this is, this is costing me money. And my, my, next, my next move is I'm going to go to the Attorney General and fucking file a complaint, because you can't charge me for two fucking months for a service I can't utilize. Alright, enough of my bitching, let's actually talk about what's on the show tonight. There is a new Ramstein song. Ramstein. 
But the only person who has heard it thus far is not on Earth. I think that's fucking cool. We're going to talk about Kobe Bryant's wife is getting dragged through the ringer in California over this, like, the whole story is insane. Fuck off to the cops in L.A. County, I believe it is. Officials in New Mexico have recovered live rounds from the set of Rust, where Alec Baldwin shot a cinematographer. I saw a lot of right-wingers talk about Spike Cohen. Somebody get me fucking Spike Cohen. I would love, I'm fucking, I want to debate fucking Spike Cohen. He was posting about like, this is why everybody should know about gun safety. You should never point a gun that you're not intending to fire. Blah, 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 blah. It's a fucking movie set. Do you know why he shot a cinematographer? Because he was fucking doing a shot, man. It was a shot. Fuck off, Spike Cohen, you stupid fuck. And apparently he's short, too. But I won't hold that against him. Oh, a radio host goes after a school board member, and apparently it backfires spectacularly. You know, compromised people are now being uh, recommended a fourth dose of the vaccine. Keep pumping it in those veins. We're going to talk about worker co-ops and how they are more productive and have happier workers than your capitalist entities. And we're also going to talk about some ranchers who are moving on out. That was fucking, that was, (laughs) that was lame. That are moving to uh, create their own (laughs) co-op. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, we're going to talk about the uh, Ever, Ever Grande, Ever Grained, whatever the fuck it's called, the housing crisis in China that could affect the global economy. Why? I, I don't understand why a real gun was on set. I That, as, as a content creator, I have no clue why they would use a real gun. Or a gun that was like, if you're going to use a real casing for a gun, you you fucking you take out the the the, the fucking hammer from it, right? Make it to where it doesn't work. I don't know anything about fucking guns. Take the fucking hammer off. I don't f- disable it. Where it's not a working firearm. If you're using a real gun. Oh, uh, Matt Walsh has declared that cop shootings aren't motivated by systematic racism anymore. I don't know, I don't know who, you're saying that the left is saying that cop shootings are no longer motivated by, uh, motivated by systematic racism. I don't know who said that. Sounds like a straw man to me. Baltimore police officer has been indicted. Or I believe he was extorting people. We'll dive into that. A cop in Georgia who shot somebody 76 fucking times has been indicted. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally cool with them being real for the for the look and the feel of it and everything, but they shouldn't be working. Or done in a way where they can fire blanks or whatever if you need the smoke, but that's... Once again, the, the barrel smoke is something you can add in and post. I have After Effects. I'm well aware of what it can do, motherfuckers. 
Oh, a school safety officer that shot a student has been charged? Hell yeah. Oh, 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 the Marine that took out a robber? We watched that the other day. Motherfucker was fearless. Apparently, he's hopping on the gravy train of the right-wing grifters. He appeared today with a Make America Great Again hat and a Let's Go Brandon shirt. Exactly. Exactly. We have the technology, though. I get what you're saying, Jenkins. Facebook says that the government is currently investigating. You're not late for anything, opossum. I was just getting ready to hit the bowl here in a second. I assume you're going to join me. I've just been bullshitting around, running down the things we're going to talk about. I'm going to try to get out of here early. It's probably not going to happen. I have four pages of notes. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Oh, well, fucking rips, motherfucker. Rips. You gotta learn to hit the, uh... You gotta learn to hit the command. Oak them if you got them. I don't know that I packed my bowl over here, so I might have to wait until we hit the first video. Let's go ahead and talk about my top story tonight. Senator Bernie Sanders says the very fabric of American democracy is in danger if progressive priorities are left out of Biden's social spending bill. Apparently, the billionaire tax is now going to be gone thanks to Senator Joe Manchin. Interesting graphic I saw today. Zero billionaires living in West Virginia, so why it affects... Joe Manchin, I'll never know. RB Weed! I will partake in just a sec. I actually only have like one bowl left and I'm saving it for after the show, but I've always got scraps I can poke on. Independent Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, the progressive firebrand and chairman of the Senate Budget Committee, said on Wednesday that American democracy would be imperiled if key progressive priorities were left out of the Build Back Better reconciliation bill, which is central to President Joe Biden's domestic agenda. Sanders made the comments to a group of reporters at the Capitol as Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema met with White House officials in a nearby room. Fucking Bernie ain't happy right now, and he is definitely letting Manchin and Cinema know. Following questions from reporters about the status of various provisions in the bill that are vulnerable to cuts, Sanders emphasized his stance on the issues. Let me just say a few words, Sanders said. Sometimes when we're inside the beltway, we lose track of reality and where the American people are. So let me repeat, the American people are very clear about what they want their government to do. There are some millionaires in West Virginia, and Joe Manchin is one of them. Sanders listed progressive priorities like lowering prescription drug costs, expanding Medicare to cover vision, hearing, and dental health, taxing the rich, and addressing the climate crisis. Now, I agree with Sanders. If the Democrats don't deliver and Republicans are able to rig the next election, we are fucked. We are fucked. Because this small fucking minority thinks they're the majority 
and they're ready to start shooting people. How do I know? They're fucking saying it! This was a Charlie Kirk event yesterday, I believe it was. The Exposing Critical Racism Tour! Go fuck yourself, Charlie. There was so much uh, fraud and all that, then why did those 60 cases get thrown out mostly by or by many Trump appointed many Republicans. Wait, am I not on the right fucking this is the one I was I was on the wrong clip my my bad this is tyranny when do we get to use the guns no and I'm not and I'm not that's not a joke I'm not saying it like that I mean literally Where's the line? How many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people? So, no. I I mean, he's talking about, you know, those of us who believe in democracy. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to come after, you know, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. Elon Musk, by the way, 2% of his wealth could end world hunger. He's not pissed off about that. He's pissed off trying to cope because they lost a democratic election. Mask off indeed. One more time. Fascism. This is tyranny. When do we get to use the guns? No, and and I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not saying it like that. I mean, literally, where's the line? By the way, like, I might agree with him about fascism. Mussolini described fascism as the merger of corporate and state power, and <laughs> that's where we're at right now. That corporations are able to run our fucking government. I had a whole argument with with a dude today about Walmart and the minimum wage, and he kept talking about small business, small business, raising the minimum wage hurts small business. No, motherfucker. You are doing the bidding of Walmart right now by saying that. The majority of people that work for small businesses don't make fucking minimum wage because small businesses have to be good at what they do, so they have to hire quality people. People making minimum wage right now are the people that work goddamn Walmart who are subsidized by the fucking welfare state. Which I thought the right was against, but I'm going off on a tangent again. This violent fucking fascist right here. This is tyranny. When do we get to use the guns? No, and I'm not, and I'm not, that's not. And these goddamn gun nuts. I mean, literally, where's the line? How many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people? So, no, I, 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 no, hold on. I'm, no, stop. Hold on. Now I'm going to denounce that and tell you why. Because you're playing into all their plans, and they're trying to make you do this. Fascism. I'm sad I didn't have the full clip because Charlie Kirk did not denounce that. He did not denounce that. I think the modern concept of fascism, he coined the phrase. Vermin is a friendly fascist that's going to give us all fucking ponies. Exactly, but we're the divisive ones. Because we won't go along with their bullshit and they want to shoot us. We're divisive. Talking about how many elections are they going to steal. These are the motherfuckers that try to steal the election. And I don't under... Once again, right-wingers, I wish you could feel embarrassment. Charlie Kirk is out on this tour. I guess he's probably doing a speaking engagement today. 
The debate night with Charlie Kirk series has been disastrous for him. Go watch Anna Kasparian destroy his ass. Go watch Ben Burgess destroy his ass. Ben Ben uh Ben Glebe. Uh fuck, I'm fucking his name up. The dude that had the 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 dolphin fetus picture. Go watch him fuck Charlie Kirk up. How is it that Charlie Kirk can look like a complete and total tool over and over again for everyone to fucking see, but he's still going out and showing his fucking face? Oh, did he debate Vosh? I've not. I've been watching everyone's like fucking Charlie gets to air it like two weeks before everybody else does. I've been like watching people, you know, their versions of the debates. Like I just watched uh, Ben Burgess's the other night. So I'm fucking. I have no doubt that Vosh probably did more to suck up to Charlie because he wanted to siphon from his audience but that's that's a that's that's a conversation for another time speaking of guns what exactly do you use a semi-automatic for things got heated today this is between representative uh jerry nadler and representative chip roy who was involved in the january 6th insurrection live in texas um raised my son daughter to respect firearms uh we shoot them frequently on our property uh, we shoot semi-automatic weapons on my property. I teach my children how to use them, how to use them safely. I teach them what they're used for, why we have the ability to have firearms. And uh, yes, we use it for hunting. My son with shot his first yield? deer. With the gentleman, you have your question? Briefly. Yeah, very question. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dib, are you telling me that you're shooting hogs and you ain't eating bacon? What the fuck? How are you going to shoot a, a hog and not make use of the meat. That tasty, tasty fucking meat. See, I wouldn't be able to go on with it. Like, I don't play nice. Like, I go for the kill, like, immediately. (laughs) I don't play nice. Come on, Dip, let me know! (laughs) Do you know how good bacon is? Have you ever had bacon? Tell me you're shooting some hogs and not eating that fucking bacon. Come on now. Don't waste that shit. Mmm, bacon. Oh, I thought you were saying you were shooting some hogs. I'm like, ah, come on, you gotta agree with me. If you're gonna if you're gonna shoot a animal, make use of its carcass. Um, I'm a I'm more of a sausage guy myself. <laughs> What are semi-automatic weapons for? I use semi-automatic weapons to kill hogs. I use semi-automatic weapons uh, for sport and shooting on our property. Fucking like, look at you fucking citing the fascist reasons for owning a weapon up in here, dip. I'm playing with you. But I also have semi-automatic weapons, and I'm getting to the point. Thank you. Because a semi-automatic weapon is a weapon that you can use for self-defense. It is a semi-automatic weapon that you can use to defend yourself against home invaders, but also, let's be clear, against tyranny. The gentlelady is talking about the Second Amendment in the context of hunting, as if 
my rights are reduced in the Constitution to a 410. You want to you wanna talk about tyranny, motherfucker? Last night, we watched a ring doorbell video of a woman who had semi-automatic weapons pointed at her and her child by the state. That's tyranny. All those cops are still on the job. They haven't been fired. They terrorized, terrorized a young lady and her child. But I'm sure if she had had a semi-automatic weapon and she fired on the cops, she would have came out just fine, wouldn't she, Representative Roy? A single shot or lever action 22. As I mean, I can see use for a rifle or a, or a shotgun with some, some buckshot in it. And I, yeah, let me go ahead and finish my time, sir, unless we want to add more time. Very, very quickly, question. Uh, I need more time. Will the, gentle, will the gentleman give me another 30 seconds? Yes, I'll okay. give you I'll yield. Um, you, you, you said that um, you could use a semi-automatic weapon to, uh, to fight tyranny. Sure. You mean you'd use it against American troops? The very exact, take my time, the very existence of the Second Amendment is designed purposefully to empower the people to be able to resist the force of tyranny used against them to step over their natural rights given to them by God. That is why the Second Amendment exists. I thought it was because we didn't have a standing army and we needed to have a militia at a moment's notice to defend the country. And that the moment that we got a standing army, it kind of made the Second Amendment null and void. That's just my opinion. Now, the Supreme Court disagrees with me on that, fundamentally, especially here in modern, modern times. But, yes, God doesn't exist. That is very specifically why the Second Amendment exists. And let, let's be very clear about that. Would, 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 I wasn't wrong. Was I? Like, I'm, I'm the correct one here. Let's, let's rewind the clock a little bit as I know at least... Well, that's, that's something I wanted to get tattooed on my back. I wanted the phrase, Dies Ipsy Sum. I am God himself tattooed on my back. It's a part of this whole fucking thing I've, I've drawn up. That's a... Dip, I love the uh, um, pendulette thing about, like, how much would I rate if you know, I, I can't remember what the what the what the exact phrasing was. This was in a video seven, eight years ago or something. It's like the amount I, I rape the amount that I want to rape, and the amount that I want to rape is zero. Because like that's that's always a you know what's stopping you from raping everybody if you don't have a god. Several justices have written in Supreme Court opinions, but about what life looked like looked like in the 19th century. And what the government was doing to remove the ability of either slave owners or, importantly, freed blacks or, importantly, whites who even stood up in defense of blacks or against slavery. And the efforts by the South and the efforts by the strong arm of government to remove their ability to have firearms. That is an absolute, undeniable, documented Wait, what? Go back and say that again, Chip. Life looked like, looked like in the 19th century. Hold on, I didn't go back far enough, did I? why the Second Amendment exists. And let, let's be very clear about that. Let's, let's rewind the clock a little bit. Why he owns a semi-automatic. Several justices have written in Supreme Court opinions, but about what life looked like, looked like in the 19th century. 
and what the government was doing to remove the ability of either slave owners or importantly, freed blacks or importantly, whites who even stood up in defense of blacks or against slavery and the efforts by the South and the efforts by the strong arm of government to remove their ability to have firearms. That is an absolute, undeniable, documented. They went to great lengths to make sure that slaves couldn't be armed. That is a well-documented fact. They also went to great lengths to make sure that anyone who fought for the British couldn't be armed. That That is kind of left out. By the way, a lot of the poor people on in, in the colonies... I almost called it the U.S. It wasn't the U.S. yet. A lot of poor people in the colonies actually fought for Britain because they considered it a rich man's. They weren't getting taxed by the British. The wealthy up there in, in Philadelphia that were getting taxed by the British. His stormers fought for the British. As uh, written by um, Robert uh, Verbruggen in the National Review, and I'm happy to submit this to curious, the Curious, curious. Have you seen the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, The Who is America, where they get the gun rights advocate to fucking advocate for arming children, and they had, like, these guns that they had in stuffed animals. It was, like, baby's first fucking... Like, it was insane, and the dude was dead fucking serious. Dead fucking serious. Action. Uh... He writes, the heart of the problem is that in an effort to stave off rebellion and maintain the race, racial caste structure that had developed under slavery, state and local governments refused to respect freedmen's constitutional rights. Crucial to the South's efforts were gun control laws that applied to blacks and blacks alone. This does not show that, uh, and it goes on further, I'm going to take too longer, um, where it goes into the South's campaign against black gun ownership, not surprisingly, began long before the Civil War. Two slave rebellions in the 1820s stoked white... Okay, 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 okay. So what you're saying is the South was against, was for gun control as a form of racism. So why, Mr. Roy, I assume you're, you're going to be for Confederate monuments, right? So why, why are you for these Confederate monuments that are up for people who were against the Second Amendment? Explain that one to me, Chip. Many legislatures amended their laws prohibiting slaves from carrying firearms to apply the prohibition to free blacks as well. When the government, and he writes further, and I agree with this, when the government has the ability to forbid gun ownership, it has the ability to render groups it dislikes helpless to defend themselves, regardless of whether modern gun control accomplishes its purpose of reducing crime and for the I would say the same thing about voting rights. When you take away a felon's right to vote, people that are incarcerated, I think everybody should be allowed to vote, even if you're incarcerated, even if you are a felon incarcerated, because it incentivizes the government to incarcerate you, to take away your right to vote. I think that's more important than the gun, Chip. For the record, there is no evidence it does, and I agree with that as well. This is <laughs> I'm glad you're high enough for this. To the very conversation we're having. As I said, I'm still I'm smoking scraps. I have like one bowl left. I'm gonna watch American Crime Story after after I get off here. Saying, oh, uh, arguments about due process. You have the opportunity. Yes, yes, that's the thing. The, when the the blind money underwear motherfucker came in here and, and was like yelling at me, the dude that uh, was like, "You're in the lion's den now, beta," 
And uh, like I told him, I was I, like one of the issues I'm most passionate about is criminal justice reform. That was something that I brought up was the congressional apportionment of the prison population, where they they build these prisons out in rural areas, these milk toast white fucking neighborhoods, and then they lock up a whole bunch of black people from the inner city. That counts in the congressional apportionment for the rural area where they're locked up. They don't count in the city where they actually live. It's yet another way of tipping the scales in, in the conservative white supremacist favor. I don't. And the roaches that you left in my goddamn ashtray, I have already uh, taken apart. <laughs> after. You have the opportunity to be heard after your rights have been taken away. That's the key issue here. We are absolutely destroying the bedrock principle that your rights are given to you by God and that you can't just have to go to the government to ask permission to exercise those rights. And when would, you would the gentleman that, yield for a question? Could I ask Mr. Roy a question? Would you yield for a second? I, I, mean, I need to finish up my time. I already think I already have a few seconds left over from the chairman. I'm happy to engage with you in colloquies l- later. I, and I would only just I would point out that that my colleague from Maryland. Well, again, just sort of rolled over the fact that it was very expressed in the Supreme Court's ruling that the Second Amendment protects an individual right to possess a firearm unconnected with service in a militia. That's the fucking uh, Heller decision. That is a recent decision in, what, the last 20 fucking years? It was like 2002, 2003. I might be a little off on the date. That's the Heller decision. The Supreme Court before that decision did not, did not, that it was an individual's right. And my reading of the Constitution doesn't say that it's an individual's right. But what do I know? Oh, okay, let's watch a couple of senators get into... Oh, oh, oh. We'll we'll let Chip Roy finish up. My colleagues like to continually try to connect that to militia service, but we all know that what a militia looked like in 1775 and 1776... I appreciate that the uh, chairman gave me a little extra time in light of our exchange and questioning. You didn't say anything. This is Senators Barrasso and Murphy. This was a hearing by the Senate Foreign Relations Committee to examine the Department of State and the Department of State's authorizations. Somehow... A fight broke out between Senators Barrasso and Senator Murphy about Biden nominees for ambassadorships. Before I recognize Senator Murphy, I just have to say... And I am not high enough for this shit. We had had the alarm bell sound when President Trump made a deal with the Taliban. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Told them with a date certain we will leave by this date. That released thousands of Taliban prisoners to the Taliban that only augmented their fighting force. That ultimately... So this is the Afghan pullout that Trump negotiated. ...before this administration took over. And that got none of the commitments from the Taliban cemented before all those actions were taken. That set the stage. I don't excuse anybody for execution of what they decided. But it set the stage. Senator Murphy... Thank you. Uh, 
Mr. Warlord, you're, and this is, I brought this up, and this was the dude that was like, we're never going to agree. Your prime minister, Boris Johnson, said that uh, our pullout from Afghanistan was a logistical success, one of the greatest successes. And that dealing with Biden is like a breath of fresh air. So I reject the right-wing narrative. It's Not that Biden doesn't have his faults, but most of the fucking criticisms of him, the best pullout... <laughs> I think I have the best pullout method because I don't have any little freakings running around. Thank you very much. A lot of guts to come down to this committee and lecture the administration about the conduct of foreign policy when right now, Senate Republicans are using extraordinary powers on the Senate floor to deny this administration. Wow, dip. They need to conduct this policy. Senator Barras is talking about whether or not... You're not the only person I fucked, Curiouser. ...in Afghanistan. I just came from the... But several of them have been on the depot shot. ...totally non-controversial USAID administrators who, whose job it is to oversee the expenditure of U.S. dollars in places in and around Afghanistan. And we were denied the ability to move... Two nominees that under any other administration would have gone by voice vote. The assistant secretary that oversees Afghanistan blocked. The assistant secretary that oh, okay. refugees. Praise the depot. Directly relevant to Afghanistan blocked by Republicans. And so spare me the righteous indignation about whether or not this administration is conducting foreign policy according to your priorities when you are at the same time denying the personnel. Do I want to pause the Senate hearing and talk about whether cum is crazy or not? I like... I I came in for the end of Kai's little story time last night. And apparently, like, everybody likes the sex stories. Like, if, if I'd known you guys were into the sex stories, I wouldn't have done just a show that's my sex stories. I got plenty of them. I've got so many of them that I fucking forgot. Please digress about cum. Two feet, really. (laughs) I have a stain on my wall in my bedroom that looks like I shot some fucking cum on the wall. I don't remember doing that. I'm I'm glad you found Kai. Well, somebody shout out proudly uh, proudly radical. There was there was talking Echoplex last night like, hey, we we should uh, get a streamer convention going on. <laughs> hmm. Well, you did a good job, I guess. I believe Kai did. I believe Kai was telling a story with the new Dom uh, that happened last night. In the eye! Thank you, Tones. You rock. I matched with a really cute girl on Tinder today. It's not sex play. It, there is nothing sexual about me wanting to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. 
It's it's purely a power play. I want to prove that I'm the alpha in the goddamn room. I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, find the alpha and then uh, go to like the third in line and flirt with them. Fuck up the whole chain of command. <laughs> well, yeah, that's funny. What is splashing out? What? Nothing wrong with fishing out loads. That's kind of kinky. I'm into it. (laughs) I saw it. Give me that ah pussy. All right, I get spare me the Rogers indignation, Chris Murphy saying. Oh, my pissed in the dude's eye socket. Oh, oh, okay, okay, I get you. I don't care. I'm I'm into water sports. Like fucking, not my own. I ain't pissing on myself in the shower or anything. Getting all my. Uh, it would be worth it. I would take whatever splash back. As I said, I would give anything, including getting splashed by my own piss, to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. To take a tinkle. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm so amused by that. I bussy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Murphy, what we Brasso's righteous indignation, what's going on? But like I don't want to piss in his mouth, I want to piss in his eye. That's more degrading. This is a power move on my part. What do you I have lube. You don't need lube if you come over. I got plenty. Only unless you unless you like the fucking different kind of lube, like I fucking. Some people will look at my fucking astroglide and be like, "No, I don't like this kind. You gotta have blah 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 artisanal fucking lube." Okay. Oh, you need vegan lube. That makes sense. Butter lube. Um, usually if you're not fucking a vagina, you need lube. Usually, usually. But now, like, I, I have this thing just etched in my head from when I was, like, a teenager. That, like, it was, like, a HBO Real Sex thing, and they were interviewing porn stars, and the porn star was like, never use lube. Only use spit. I would not recommend that. I mean, I already eat ash. Add some butter to it and like... Stop me, right? Right? 
I Truffle butter. Ew. You were being cheeky, eh? Let's not, let's not get started with me and your cheeks. Speaking of cheeks, let's watch Senator Barrasso make an ass of himself. Commitments from the Taliban. What a segue! All those actions were taken. That set the stage. I don't excuse anybody for execution of what they decided, but it set the stage. Senator Murphy. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Senator Barrasso has left, but it takes a lot of guts to come down to this committee and lecture. The the dude wasn't even in the room and you're going to try to fucking run him down administration about the conduct of foreign policy when right now senate republicans are using extraordinary powers on the senate floor to deny this administration i'd vote for her on conduct this policy senator Barras is talking about whether or not u.s taxpayer dollars are going to be effectively administered in afghanistan i just came from the floor trying to get a dicks out totally non-controversial usaid administrators who twitch i did not flash my dick just now of u.s dollars in places in and around Afghanistan, and we were denied the ability to move two nominees that under any other administration would have gone by voice vote. The assistant secretary that oversees Afghanistan blocked. The assistant secretary that oversees refugee policy, directly relevant to Afghanistan, blocked by Republicans. And so spare me the righteous indignation about whether or not this administration is conducting foreign policy according to your priorities when you are at the same time Denying the personnel necessary to protect this nation. Never before, never before has a minority party gone to this length to stop a president's diplomatic team from being put in place. You were in the Senate for the Obama administration. 20 ambassadors. Senator Murphy. Confirmed 17 of them by voice vote. This president has four ambassadors in place. You know, it's like... Criticizing your buddy for not fighting back after you just tied his hands behind his back. Why are you hitting yourself? Mr. Secretary, I wanted to talk to you about the impact of not having ambassadors. Um, we have great chargés out there. They're fantastic. They're capable, but they're not ambassadors. And in my travels around the world representing this committee in this Congress... There is a difference when you have an ambassador. There's a a level of public diplomacy that an ambassador can engage in on behalf of the United States. There's frankly a level of meetings that can be secured in some countries uh, only by an ambassador. I don't doubt that that happens, but I also think ambassadorships are more like, you know, rewards. You get to go be the ambassador to fucking Morocco or Paris or something. It's a reward for your work on the campaign. Very different than what a charge can get. Can you just share with the committee what the impact is, the practical impact of not having ambassadors, and maybe further the practical impact of not having assistant secretaries in place to oversee our diplomacy? Yeah, thank you, Senator Murphy. You've put your finger on a very important issue that concerns us. Uh, as you say, we have very talented officers serving as charge de fer in dozens of countries around the world, but they were selected to be deputy chief of mission. They were not selected to be chiefs of mission. 
And usually in the progression in the focus, I don't know who this dude is. That's a, that's a job you hold before you get to be an ambassador. So people are doing what we would call... It kind of looks like his nameplate says McKinnon. Very well but I can't tell. But there are substantial costs. One you put your finger on, which is... In- this wasn't uh, as fun as I thought it would be. Once again, I just read the headlines. Spare me the righteous indignation. Murphy and Barrasso clash. Barrasso wasn't even there. Fuck you, Hill, with your sensational goddamn headlines. Here is another one. They say uh, Hawley attacks Garland. Let's see if we get an attack on this Thanks, one. Senator Ossoff, Senator Hawley. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Attorney General Garland, on October 4th, you issued an unprecedented memo that involves the Department of Justice and the FBI and local school districts, local school boards, nothing like it in our country's history. It was based, you've testified, on this letter from the National School Board Association that we now know the White House was involved in writing. They've retracted the letter. They've apologized for the letter. They say they regret the letter, but you won't retract the memo. I didn't see anything wrong with the letter. No regrets. And you've defended yourself repeatedly today before this committee by saying, well, you're focused on violence. But now, of course, we've seen the memo from your own Justice Department advising state and local and other prosecutors about all of the different federal causes of action that they can bring against parents that are not about violence. They're about harassment and intimidation. I'm looking here at this memo. It identifies no fewer than 13 possible federal crimes involving harassment and intimidation, including making annoying phone calls. Threatening phone calls to... Makes a phone call to a school board member that she has elected... Home that residence. Member deems annoying should be prosecuted, General Garland. No, I don't. And the Supreme Court has made quite clear that the word intimidation, with respect to the constitutional protection, is one that directs a threat to a person with the intent of placing the victim in fear of bodily harm or death. Prosecutors who investigate these cases know the Supreme Court's. This is a, a, a very famous uh, leading case. Pro- prosecutors do, but but parents don't, General Garland. Do you do you think that a parent who looks at the 13 different federal crimes that your Justice Department has identified they might be subject to and prosecuted for, like making annoying phone calls, do you think that they're going to feel that they're welcome to speak up at a school board meeting? How about this one? They could be prosecuted for using the Internet, I guess that would be Facebook, in a way that might cause emotional distress to a victim. Is that a, is that a crime of violence? Senator, I haven't seen the memo that you're Why have- Sounds like doxing is what they're talking about. Doxing, doxing. And this is another problem that we have with old fucking white people. They don't know what the internet is. They don't know the technology that we're debating right now. But it sounds like the memo was talking about doxing. About, and I don't, I, and I, I, even from the description, it doesn't sound like it was addressed to parents. But if you No, it, was, it wasn't addressed to parents. It was addressed to prosecutors. That's the problem. Why haven't you seen the memo? I, uh, I, I don't know why I haven't. I don't look at every. I have. I do not get every memo that every U.S. attorney uh, sends out. But uh, if you're wait, wait, wait a minute. Don't, don't, I, I don't. I just want to be sure I understand this. This this is a memorandum that collects 13 different federal crimes parents could be charged with. It has United States Department of Justice on the top of it. And you're telling me you haven't seen it? Who's the memo from, Senator? The United States Department of Justice, United States Attorney for the District of Montana. I have not seen a memo from the District of Montana. I not have. high enough priority for you? 
It's not, that's not the question. I don't. It is the question. Answer my question. Is it not a high enough priority for you when you're threatening parents with 13 different federal crimes? These aren't crimes of violence. You've testified today. You're focused on violence. That's not what your U.S. attorneys, they work for you. That's not what they're saying. You haven't seen it because it's not a high enough priority or what? Uh, question of priority. No one has sent me that memo, so I haven't seen it. What do you mean no one has seen it? I can't find the memo right now. Department of Justice. Do you not? There are 115,000 employees of the Department of Justice. Indeed, and you are in charge of every one of them. And, and this was a sufficiently important case that you issued a memo. You, over your signature, issued a memo involving the FBI and the Department of Justice in local school boards, local school districts. Your U.S. attorneys are now threatening prosecution with 13 different crimes, but it's not a high enough priority for you. It got lost in the mix. I'll send again. Spare me your righteous indignation, Josh Hawley. concerns me, General Garland. Well, it wasn't sent to me. I hope you will assure your constituents that what we are concerned about here is violence and threats of violence. That only leads me to conclude, General Garland, all I can conclude from this is either that you're not in control of your own department or that more likely what I think to be the case is that you knew full well that this is exactly the kind of thing that would happen. When you issued your memo, when you involved the Department of Justice and all of its resources, and the FBI and all of its resources, in local school boards and local school districts, you knew that federal prosecutors... He's making it sound like the feds are coming down on all these school boards. They're just like investigating all these numerous claims of harassment and intimidation of elected officials in position. I can show you video after video. We watched them here on this show of the violence and intimidation. Would start collecting crimes that they could use against parents. You knew they would advise state and local officials that these well, are... This is just grandstanding for like... Might be prosecuted. Fox News and you shit. Knew that that was the likely outcome. And that's exactly what's happened. And we're talking about parents like Scott Smith, who's behind me over my shoulder. This is a father from Loudoun County, Virginia. Here he is at a school board meeting. He was forcibly restrained. He was a... Boy, did they luck out with this story. So we have a boy in a skirt. We don't even know what that means. Going into a a girl's bathroom. Perhaps he had a fucking flannel wrapped around his goddamn waist. They're calling it a skirt. So they're trying to say it's a trans issue. But they got a twofer on this one. Holy fuck. Salted. He was arrested. Why? Because he went to... He was rowdy. ...school board meeting. He's a voter, by the way. He went to an elected school board meeting to raise the fact... And became belligerent. ...was assaulted, sexually assaulted, in a girl's restroom by a boy. This is what happened to him. Now, you testified last week before the House that you didn't know anything about this case. I find that extraordinary because the letter that you put so much weight on, the letter that's now been retracted, it cites this case. It cites Mr. Scott's case directly. There's a news article cited in the letter. It's discussed in the letter. Yes, yes. We, like This just surfaced, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? I told you guys about it within like a day or two of it breaking, and it was the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire's investigative journalist... I don't remember exactly what happened, but we watched we watched that video here on the Troll Patrol, 
and like, yeah, the dude deserved it because he was being belligerent. But I don't remember the exact details. Maybe I should. Maybe I should go and look up the like the actual Troll Patrol episode where we watched that. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Do you think people like Scott Smith, do you think parents who show up to complain about their children being assaulted ought to be treated like this man right here? Parents who show up to complain about school boards are protected by the First Amendment. Do you think that they ought to be prosecuted they in the different ways that your U.S. attorneys are identifying? If what they're doing is complaining about what the school board is doing, policies, curriculum, yes. anything else. I, I do remember do, that. As long as they're not committing threats of violence, then they should not be prosecuted, and they can't be. Let me ask you about this. Several of my Democrat colleagues have... Now, I don't believe this dude had been prosecuted. He was just escorted out for like Mr. Smith causing a scene. I've compared them to criminal rioters. You think that's right? You think that a parent who shows up at a school board meeting who has a complaint... We have seen many examples of criminal rioters at school board meetings all across this country. Yes, Josh Hawley. I do not, and I do not remember any senator here making that comparison. Oh, really? These people are just like the folks who came here on January 6th and and, and the riot at the Capitol? I don't think they were referring... That you were culpable in... Josh Hawley. They were referring to parents who go to school board meetings. Mr. Smith is a parent who went to a school board meeting. I'll leave it at this, General Garland. You have weaponized the FBI. Maybe Mr. Smith should have went to Washington instead. Attorneys are now collecting and Sucked on Josh Hawley's cock. Might prosecute parents like Mr. Smith because they want to be involved in their children's education and they want to have a say in their elected officials. It's wrong. It is unprecedented to my knowledge in the history of this country. And I call on you to resign. Thank you. And he calls on him to resign. I call on Josh Hawley to resign for his involvement in January 6th. You piece of shit. Let's talk about the fucking education system in Virginia. He's specifically talking about Loudoun County, Virginia. That's where that happened. That is a pivotal district in this governor's race between Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe. Glenn Youngkin is apparently... I showed you the tweet that Ben Shapiro sent out about... Right-wingers want to uh, ban critical race theory and pornography in schools. And he was referring to this book. I got the name of it wrong, and I still don't I don't remember the fucking title. I'm going to fuck it up again. It should say it here in this piece. When they're talking about critical race theory, they're talking about this award-winning novel here in Virginia that is set during slavery. <laughs> That's 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 what they're talking about. And Glenn Youngkin has set his sights on that book. Republican candidate Glenn Youngkin's campaign releases a new ad targeting McAuliffe on education again. This feature is a- Well, fuck yeah. Thank you, RB. I you must have been in here last night when I was complaining about where's my goddamn South Park. A Virginia parent named Laura Murphy who had this story about a book her child brought home from school. Take a look. When my son showed me his reading assignment, my heart sunk. It was some of the most explicit material you can imagine. They passed bills requiring schools to notify parents when explicit content was assigned. But then Governor Terry McAuliffe 
vetoed it twice. He doesn't think parents should have a say. He said that. He shut us out. Now, what Murphy and Glenn Youngkin don't tell you in that ad is that her son was a high school senior, and the book that she wanted banned was Toni Morrison's Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, Beloved. CNN's Eva McCann joins us now live. And Eva, why is Youngkin deploying this ad now, and how is the McAuliffe campaign responding? Well, Jake, Youngkin is deploying this ad now because it's clear... The, the McAuliffe campaign has been handing out the book on the campaign trail and is attacking the GOP for cancel culture and wanting to ban books. Smart fucking move. They've landed on a message that they think is working. I'm at these Yunkin rallies, and it's largely made up of parents and grandparents that are ticked off with their local school boards, angry about mass mandates, angry about the potential for vaccine mandates, uh, don't like how the history of racism and uh, the way um, the impact of racism is taught in Virginia public schools. And by uh, saying parents matter, he's able to, uh, under an umbrella, get at all of those issues. And so that is why they continue to use this strategy. Now, in terms of, of this uh, episode, you know, beloved uh, and important... Did I, miss, did I miss a good dig? What did she call him? believes that they've landed on a message that they think is working. I'm at these Yunkin rallies, and it's largely made up of parents and grandparents that are ticked off with their local school boards, angry about mass mandates, angry about the potential for vaccine mandates, uh, don't like how the history of racism and uh, the way um, the impact of racism is taught in Virginia public schools. And by uh, saying parents matter, he's able to... Oh, did I miss it? get at all of those issues. And so that is why they continue to use this strategy. Now, in terms of, of this uh, episode, you know, beloved, uh, an important book in American Oh, history, did she say Jake? Uh, it's Jake uh, Tapper. Based on a true story, right, uh, tells the, the history, the, the harrowing history of slavery in our country, uh, uh, depicts a mother uh, who kills her daughter so that she can shield her from the brutality of slavery. It's an uncomfortable reality, but it's it's what happened in this country. And so McAuliffe uh, saying that this is illustrative of a racist dog whistle, but the Yunkin campaign pushing back on that, saying it's not about this book in particular, it's about this overarching message. But that's the specific book. But that's that's the specific book that they're trying to fucking ban. Ugh! Megan McCain is calling out Lindsey Graham. <laughs> the, the claws come out. McCain blasts Graham for refuting a funeral remark about Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Conservative pundit Megan McCain tore... Oh, shut up. I'll read that. Thank you very much. I'm better at it than you are, The Hill. Conservative pundit Megan McCain tore into Senator Lindsey McGraham... Uh, Lindsey McGraham... On Wednesday, I, I was like bragging about how much better I am at reading the news than the person on the hill, and I fuck it up. Megan McCain tore into Lindsey McGraham <laughs> on Wednesday after he refuted assertions she made about who was invited to attend her father's 2018 funeral. During a recent television interview promoting her newly published memoir, McCain said that former President Trump's daughter, Ivanka Trump, and her husband, Jared Kushner, had no goddamn business attending funeral services for her father. 
They should have never come. McCain told Bravo last week they had no business being there. The former co-host of The View said Kushner and Trump's attendance that day is something that still angers me clearly. In an interview with the Washington Post, Graham, a close friend of John McCain's and a political ally of Donald Trump's, suggested Kushner and Ivanka Trump were invited to the late senator's funeral. She was upset they were there. I understand that, and she has hard feelings. But I know what happened, and nobody showed up uninvited, Graham said, according to the newspaper. I love Meghan McCain. I understand how stressful all this has been for her and those who attack her dad will never be forgiven by her. Meghan McCain shot back at Graham on Wednesday for weighing in on the incident and took a shot at the Post for quoting the Republican senator on the matter. Lindsey may uh, consider himself a member of the family, but he is not and hasn't been for a very long time. He certainly doesn't speak for me or my life experiences. Full stop. The media should stop treating him like he is an expert on anything McCain-related. You were almost right on the money, Megan McCain, which I rarely am ever going to say. If you had just stopped right there, the media should stop treating him like he's an expert on anything. That statement is beautiful. I will agree with that 100%. The media should stop treating Lindsey Graham like he is an expert on anything. That may be staying in the closet. White House today announced their new initiative on opiates. Okay. Here is Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Um, in Baltimore today. I don't know why I say your name like that. Like, I'm kind of saying it like Bill from True Blood, like Sucker. In Sucker. Announced uh, the Biden administration's new federal overdose prevention strategy, building on previous. Bang them if you got them. Where's Adam? And the overdose epidemic. The overdose epidemic has evolved, and our strategy to combat it is evolving as well. That's why the new strategy prioritizes prevention, harm reduction, evidence-based treatment, and support during recovery. The holistic focus on harm reduction and recovery support in particular are new and innovative approaches. That includes actions like increasing access to medication treatment for people with opioid use. I I couldn't even tell you the last time I had McDonald's. Fuck if I'd like maybe one time coming back from a comedy show fucking five or six years ago we stopped at McDonald's and I think I bitched about it the entire time like if we just go another town over there's like a Hardee's or something no no let's let's just go to McDonald's no oh my god in soccer I don't know. I don't do impressions well. Except for Creed, Cher, and Pearl Jam. Have fun, better man. Use disorder. Strengthening the recovery, the recover support services workforce by funding community-based training programs for peer support specialists working in behavioral health and expanding access to harm reduction services. With drug overdose deaths increasing by more than 30%. It's like a sad fap. Severity and worsening nature of this epidemic. McDonald's is like a sad fap. Approach. And this strategy from HHS builds upon the Biden-Harris administration's year, uh, year one drug policy. Okay, so Apparently, I learned, like, not that long ago that fucking runners, because, like, 
the need to like just let food go through you and get as many calories you can. Like they fucking like load up on McDonald's. Like that's that's what they eat. Like leading into races and shit. Ew. These fucking world class athletes eating McDonald's because they their body can process it faster. Because it's already fucking broke down. I agree. How do they not puke? I don't know if they eat them during the race. I think it's like they they beforehand because they need to they need to get the calories absor- absorbed as fast as they can and I guess shit before the race. So McDonald's will process it and go through them really really fuck it. There was a there might have been like a Vice article or some shit. Look that shit up. Key part of, of addressing that rising challenge. Also wanted to note another development uh, or item of progress, I should say, on addressing. Uh, Why are we looking into Jinsaki's eyes? Uh, this week, Union Pacific, one of the two railroads servicing the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, announced that it will be offering a cash incentive through the end of the year for containers that move during the weekend. This is another sign that the president's call for the private sector to step up and help get the transportation supply chain to move towards a... I wonder if she could sing. She kind of got a, like a Florence uh, Welch kind of vibe. About 24-7 service. I wonder if she's got some legs. ...around-the-clock operations and, that, and leading great retailers' announcements that they made, like Walmart and shipping companies like UPS, who, who have committed to and announced plans to begin moving more containers at night and during the weekend. You could totally do that hairstyle. You can pull that off. All right, so the former education secretary is a woman by the name of... I would look... She's got kind of a Florence vibe going on. We all have a hunger. The former education secretary was apparently duped misled by Theranos founder before investing 100 million dollars it's kind of wild to me that the woman that was the education secretary yeah you guys are having a circle jerk with Jin Saki and it's kind of weird I try not to objectify women that much on this show. I talk about how cute men are to kind of disarm them. I'm just, I am floored by the fact that the education secretary was duped out of a hundred million dollars. Theranos executive Elizabeth Holmes under the microscope. First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. Facing emotion. Whoa, I'd never heard her talk before. Holmes and her former lover and co-defendant Ramesh Balwani created a high-profile, high-tech blood testing company valued at more than $9 billion. But it all collapsed after researchers and regulators discovered the technology did not work. I feel devastated uh, that we did not catch and fix these issues faster. Why do you hold yourself responsible? It, no, 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 no. It was a scam, wasn't it? I don't fucking know that much. This company is my responsibility at the end of the day. Brittany Gould, the first of 11 patients to testify, described hearing her nurse practitioner deliver devastating Theranos test results about her unborn baby. 
She told me, yeah, it was a grift. Falling, unfortunately, and that I was miscarrying, a visibly emotional Gould said. Another company's test later showed everything was fine, and she delivered a healthy baby. The question before the jury now is whether she and Balwani believed in their technology or committed fraud by hyping something they knew didn't work. Fraud. Our actions that our little girls will see when they start to think about who do they want to be when they grow up. Defense attorneys for Holmes argue that the company tried hard to disrupt the blood test industry, just as countless companies have disrupted other industries, and that it was all in good faith. This says the lab test reinvented. In short, that's what you're doing. That's the dream. Failure is If not. you've got enough money, you can buy the PR to fucking succeed at anything, can't you? Hardest and coming up short is not a crime. Holmes and Balwani are charged with a dozen felony counts and face the possibility of as many as 20 years behind... That's all? That's goddamn all? That's goddamn all? That's all they face is 20 fucking years? Fuck off! A dozen felony counts in only 20 fucking years. Seriously? All right, Jake Ward joins us now live here on Top Story. Jake, Not that I'm for draconian sentences, but fucking... But fucking. There are people serving years for stealing just minor fucking goods. People smoking weed getting 40, 50 life sentences over weed. They defrauded people of billions. And 20 years is all they're facing? Yes, 20 years is a lot. I agree. It's a draconian sentence. The draconian sentences need to be handed out to the rich people so they learn not to do this fucking shit. It's a strategy. Well, those documents suggest... Three years for selling baby powder. ...may in fact call experts to testify that she was a victim of psychological, sexual, and physical abuse at the hands of Balwani, her co-defendant and ex-boyfriend. She says uh, that that was the, the horror she was subjected to, and it is presumed that the defense will then say that that affected her state of mind and changed in some way her intent when it came to the possibility of fraud. Balwani, meanwhile, denies those charges, and his trial begins in January of next year, Tom. All right, Jake Ward reporting in for us tonight. Jake, we appreciate So they're blaming it on each other. But she going on trial first. Betsy DeVos was given false and misleading information before investing $100 million into Theranos, whose founder and former CEO is on trial. Lisa... Peterson, the representative, testified on Tuesday that she was directed to look into Theranos after one of her bosses sent an email and said he had just he had just had one of the most interesting meetings I can recall with company founder Elizabeth Holmes. Peterson told the court that she reviewed a binder full of women of information sent over by Theranos and that the investment office visited the company's lab where DeVos's sister-in-law, Sherry DeVos, received a blood test. Peterson was not sure if Sherry DeVos ever received her results from the test. She testified. I'm just going to assume that the former education secretary that got misled out of $100 million is an idiot.
Federal judge in Florida says Trump Twitter case must be heard in California. I guess Trump was trying to get it to Florida or D.C. or some other district that would be more favorable to him. But because of him signing on to the terms of service, litigation must take place in California. Miami-based U.S. So yeah, he's probably looking to send it to Florida. Miami-based U.S. judge Robert Scola Jr. ruled that Trump agreed to be bound by Twitter's terms of service in 2009 when he created his real Donald Trump handle while he was a private citizen. Meanwhile, on the other social, I am still, like, I'm stepping up my efforts. Like, every day I'm, I'm emailing Twitter trying to get my Twitter back. Been two years. Let me back on, bitches. Still haven't heard from my attorney general that wanted to know about censorship on social media so he could go forward with a lawsuit. I gave it. I did not in any way say that I was a left winger. Reading my responses, you would think I was a right winger. Talking about how I was banned for playing clips of Donald Trump. And public hearings on vaccines. The shit that Donald Trump has been tweeting lately looks a little something like this. But I mean, can I really mock him for this? Because that's what my goddamn profile looks like too. Twitter.com forward slash Mr. Justin freaking account suspended. So I can't really mock Donald Trump because he's been tweeting about the same shit that I've been tweeting as of late. Oh, remember that Marine that took out a robber? I think we actually watched the clip on the freak show. But then we watched him appear on Fox News and he did the Epstein didn't kill himself thing. Now he was given a some kind of Citizens Valor Award on Tuesday. The Una County Sheriff is wearing a Let's Go Brandon shirt. And a Make America Great Again hat. Do you think that he was already a right-wing nut job when all this started? Or do you think he's cashing in on the grift? He smells there's money to be made. Because he's all decked out in that shit today. A cab, motherfuckers. I don't know if there's any details in this story that might be triggering, but it's possible. So, content warning, fuckers. Glenn and Lou, these are some serious charges. Murder one against Eddie Gonzalez, the 51-year-old resource school resource officer accused of shooting that 18-year-old girl. Her family right now 
meeting in front of the Hall of Justice talking about how devastated they are by the effects of the shooting and losing an 18-year-old that had a five-month-old baby. Now, if you're not familiar with this case, the 18-year-old was shot last month by a... Man, that's a, that is their new favorite fucking phrase. You can crack them up. It is. I could go be a right-wing comedian right now. Like, every fucking punchline is just, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I'm an attack helicopter. Let's go, Brandon. And they'll just like, oh, 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 we watched Jim Brewer fucking do it the other day. It exactly. It's so fucking stupid. But I mean, look at the people it's appealing to. Right wingers are morons. Goat boy. All right, this is the incident. This was a school research. Fucking RB. <laughs> Putting Jin Zoggy's measurements in the chat. <laughs> on the on the right, I can tell you they don't think she's attractive at all. They think she's she's very ugly. They post memes about her looks constantly. They'll find wild. Okay, okay. So this was a school resource officer that shot a student. We're going to get to see like the footage here in just a second. Gonzalez, the 51-year-old resource, school resource officer accused of shooting that 18-year-old girl. Her family right now meeting in front of the Hall of Justice, talking about how devastated they are by the effects of the shooting and losing an 18-year-old that had a five-month-old baby. Now, if you're not familiar with this case, the 18-year-old was shot last month by a school safety officer in Long Beach. She was a passenger in a car driving away from the scene. Police say Mona Rodriguez was involved in a fight with a 15-year-old girl in the area of Spring Street and Palo Verde Avenue. Rodriguez was then shot as she left in a car with a 20-year-old man and a 16-year-old boy who may have also been in this altercation. Authorities say the school safety officer approached the car as it was speeding off. That's when the officer fired two shots. No reason to shoot somebody, you piece of shit. Shot her in the head! This really illustrates the importance of holding public officials accountable, uh, especially public officials that are entrusted with the safety of our family and our kids. It also imp- and as I've said numerous times, I think they should be held to a higher standard. This motherfucker should face whatever the mandatory minimum is, double it. Double it. That's what you should be facing. Rich people that commit crimes. Fucking Theranos. Fucking Elizabeth Holmes. If you're worth over, like, $10 million, any fucking crime you commit should be, like, fucking triple, quadruple the maximum min- or the, the mandatory minimum. Yes, it's absolutely time to disarm. Beat cops should not have fucking uh, uh, guns. No way. A school resource officer should not have a fucking gun. There shouldn't be school resource officers, period. Because that, as we've seen, they don't prevent school shootings. They run from them. What they do is they terrorize minority students, predominantly. 
The statistics bore that out. I'm not making that up. To the importance. Guns for cats. The training has been discontinued now, but there was a, and they, they still go to it independently. It's called Killology. Killology Research Group here. This, this used to be the standard training for cops. It is, it has been discontinued, I think about 10, 15 years ago, something like that. This was the standard training for cops. Wolves and sheepdogs. So that that is the mentality that is drilled into our police officers. Yep. 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 But no, and like they're not even taught about the law. I, and most of these motherfuckers, I assume, would call themselves constitutionalists. Tell me what the Fourth and Fifth Amendments are, motherfuckers. I, I, I wonder how many police officers could rattle off the Fourth Amendment to me, and that should be drilled in their goddamn heads. The Fourth fucking Amendment. Yeah, kill all Augie. You know what? Next time I see a cop, I'm going to ask. I'm I'm curious. Hey, dude, what's the Fourth Amendment? And see if he can just name it. And, like, I don't expect you to name off the whole fucking amendment, but, like, no illegal searches and seizures secure in your papers and effects. You should be able to say that to me. Right? A cop probably should be able to actually say it all, but I'll accept it if they're just, you know... Illegal searches and seizures. I wonder. That should be drilled in their goddamn heads. The fourth and fifth fucking amendments. The way I had to do goddamn uh, logical fallacies. Like we, we were drilled on logical fallacies for my philosophy degree. The way I had to do that. Fucking cops should be drilled on the fourth and fifth fucking amendments. Uh, still, uh, still going to be a harsh one, I think. Maybe not. Maybe there's not a killing involved. Uh, Baltimore County police officer indicted on charges of accepting bribes in exchange for handgun licenses and carry permits. Extorting citizens in Baltimore where we have evidence the cops have been extorting citizens for years, if not decades. Not since the fucking beginning of the cops in Baltimore. But we know for a fact one whole fucking unit had to be disbanded because they were going out and harassing street-level drug dealers, stealing their drugs from them, extorting them and selling them back. They carried toy guns on them to plant on teens and children that they shot. Oh, and by the way, the 
cop that blew the whistle, the good cop that stood up for the law and tried to expose these motherfuckers, before the trial, he shot himself in the head with his service weapon. Just so you guys know. Everything I just said is fact. I made none of that up. Believe me, I I know this story intimately. Oh, my God. I know it seems like I haven't had a hard-on for cops lately, but, you know, Congress has been in session. We've been watching hearings and shit. Fucking cops. Matt Walsh, 11 hours ago, posted, Wow, it's so crazy how every police shooting under Trump during the general election was due to systematic racism in policing, but none of the police shootings since Biden took office have been because of systematic racism. Biden solved racism. Amazing achievement. Who the fuck said that? This is an example of a straw man argument. Nobody on the left has said that. I tend to not even bring up systematic racism when I talk about cop shootings. I just I just did one. I don't even remember was the cop white? The 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 female was a person of because they were they were Hispanic, weren't they? I didn't even bring up systematic racism. I didn't you know, any of the fucking cop shootings during Trump, I don't think. Systematic racism plays into it, and the data bores that out. I care more about the corruption. Here's Matt Walsh, a supposed constitutionalist who believes in limited government. A supposed constitutionalist who I bet can't name the the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. By the way, cop shooting is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Sorry, Fifth Amendment. Willfully ignorant asshole propagandist. I don't... I I don't know if he's willfully ignorant. I think he's really goddamn stupid. I think Ben Shapiro is smart, knows what he's doing. I think Matt Walsh is stupid and doesn't know what he's doing. Because he says the dumbest goddamn things. Ben Dixon pointed out, uh, Matt, man cannot live by straw man alone. He must eventually make a rational argument. Good luck with that. Oh, let me hit the content warning again on this one. Not because there's anything graphic, just because you're going to get really goddamn pissed off. I honestly don't know if I've even mentioned this story. Perhaps I covered it, like, in a cursory manner. It deserved far more attention. Lawyer Steven Donzinger, I think I have covered it at least once who sued Chevron over Amazon Chernobyl, ordered to prison after house arrest. He is currently sitting in a prison right now. On behalf of Chevron. Let's let's hear from uh, him. Christinao.org, the War and Peace Report. I'm on with Amy Goodman. The environmental human rights lawyer, Stephen Donziger, is reporting to jail today after a federal appellate court rejected his request for bail pending his appeal. Earlier this month, Steve Donziger was sentenced to six months in prison for contempt of court. 
a misdemeanor. Donziger has already spent over two years under house arrest after being targeted by the oil giant Chevron. The case stems from Steve's role in suing Chevron on behalf of 30,000 Amazonian indigenous people for dumping 16 billion gallons of oil into their ancestral land in the Ecuadorian Amazon. Ten years ago, Ecuador's Supreme Court ordered Chevron to pay $18 billion. The landmark ruling was seen as a major victory for the environment and corporate accountability. But Chevron refused to pay or clean up the land. Instead, it launched a legal attack targeting Donziger. In July, a federal judge found him guilty of six counts of criminal contempt of court after he refused to turn over his computer and cell phone. In an unusual legal twist— the judge appointed a private law firm with ties to Chevron to prosecute Donziger after federal prosecutors declined to bring charges. Amnesty International recently called for his immediate release, saying he was being arbitrarily detained. The U.N.'s Working Group on Arbitrary Detention has also called for his release. Well, as he prepares to report to prison later today, Steve Donziger is joining us from his home in New York, where he's been under house arrest for 813 days. Meanwhile, in Washington... Just to summarize, this man is a lawyer. A civil rights attorney. In D.C., there'll be a major news conference held today outside the Capitol. Steve Donziger, welcome back to Democracy Now! Um, where are you heading to prison today? We're talking about a misdemeanor. You've already been under house arrest for eight, nearly a thousand days. A bunch of fucking bullshit. Um, it's just extraordinary, Amy. Thank you for the introduction. I mean, it pretty much captured it. Captured it. Um, what I'll say is I have to... Re- and hey, 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 all the right-wingers talking about tyranny, talking about cancel culture, free speech being under attack. Here you go, right-wingers. Here's a perfect goddamn story to illustrate it. But they don't care. They don't give a shit because they don't actually stand for those things. Report to prison by 4.48 p.m. today. Um, which is in itself highly unusual. I don't believe I'm guilty. Uh, I No lawyer has ever spent more than 90 days in home confinement, maximum sentence ever given to a lawyer, um, convicted of my charge, which is misdemeanor contempt. I've already spent um, eight, over eight times out at home. And now on top of that, Judge Preska is trying to put me in prison for six months. And, you know, another unusual feature is she's making me report you know, within 24 hours after this latest court ruling that came down yesterday, rather than allowing me time to report, you know, in a normal course to. Yeah, because his appeals are like through November. Prison are you going to be held at? I don't know yet. Um, You know, by forcing me in so quickly, Judge Prescott, I believe, is trying to force me into a local federal jail that I think is very unsafe. I mean, I have no security risk at all. I've never been convicted. It's the lowest level offense. So normally I would go to a federal prison camp. And, you know, we need time for the Bureau of Prisons to designate me to an appropriate facility. Instead, she's trying to force me very quickly, I think, into you know, a local jail, which concerns me greatly, frankly. And I think that's one reason why Amnesty International um, put out an urgent action bulletin two days ago for people to write to the Attorney General Garland to just stop this case. I mean, yes, 
crazy thing about this that is so disturbing, Amy, is that I was Fuck, not- I'm going to get on this. I'm, I'm writing to the DOJ after the show. A private law firm, Seward and Kissel, appointed by a federal judge after the U.S. government declined to prosecute me. And the judge never disclosed that the law firm had Chevron as a client. So essentially, I'm being prosecuted by a Chevron law firm, a partner in a Chevron law firm, a private law firm, um, who deprived me of my liberty. I'm the only person ever charged with this offense held pre-trial uh, at home or in, or in prison. Never happened before for even a day. It's over 800 days. So, you know, this is the first corporate prosecution in U.S. history. I, I have never seen a case like this, nor have other legal experts that work with me. And, you know, we just think, you know, to restore the rule of law as regards Steve Donziger and the people of Ecuador, um, this case has to be stopped and taken over by the Department of Justice. I mean, they could please with it. I mean, I mean, if they want to prosecute me, prosecute me. But I need to be prosecuted by a neutral prosecutor, not by Chevron. So <clears throat> I want to just talk about some of the people who are supposed well, to and that's, that's another, they, they, they said specifically the federal prosecutors declined the case. He knows he would win. It would get thrown out immediately. This is absolute bullshit. Washington, we just interviewed a climate striker on a hunger strike in Washington, D.C., and we heard from Congressmember Rashida Tlaib. She'll be there at your news conference. Um, also, you have... There's my wafu. Fuck yeah. Garcia, Representative Tlaib. Jesus Chewy Garcia from Chicago. Uh, Congressmember Jim McGovern of Massachusetts, um, uh, as well as a number of people from Amnesty International, Law Students for Climate Accountability... Um, talk about the significance. I mean, you have uh, so many supporters at this point at high levels. Um, yeah, how? Talk about what's at stake, what it is you expect. But hey, maybe, maybe Josh Hawley was fucking right and Merrick Garland doesn't know what's going on in his own Justice Department and he, he isn't aware of this case. What the fuck? I wanted Doug Jones. As the attorney general. Understood why they picked Garland, but I wanted Doug Jones. Well, I I think the stakes are high, and it goes way beyond me personally. I mean, on a personal level, it hurts. I have a wife and a 15-year-old son, and, you know, we're hurting, okay? But let's just get real here. What's really happening here is Chevron and it's these two judges and, and really allies of the fossil fuel industry are trying to use me as a weapon to intimidate um, activists and lawyers who do this work, who do the front mm-hmm. line work of defending the planet. What's at stake, really, I mean, not only my freedom, what's at stake is the ability to advocate for human rights in our society. I mean, the, the, the things I was charged with were I was a lawyer litigating various court orders, um, you know, for years, um, ethically. Um, you know, I'm proud of my work. And this judge just went after me. I'm the only lawyer ever in U.S. history to be charged with criminal contempt of court for challenging a civil discovery order on appeal. That's essentially what happened. So, you know, I'm calling on on judges and people in Congress like, you know, Representative uh, Tlaib and Jim McGovern and, you know, um, Cory Bush and others who stepped up for me to continue speaking out, to enlist more people. We need people in the Senate, and ultimately we need the Biden administration. I mean, I heard your previous guest. I mean, the Biden administration is essentially letting a climate change lawyer, me, 
an environmental justice lawyer, an indigenous rights lawyer, an earth defender, a water protector be locked up on American soil. And it's getting really embarrassing for our country. You know, yes. every day that Amnesty International issues an urgent action for an American citizen. It's probably the second time in 20 years that this has happened. Okay, It's not every day that the United Nations Working Group on Arbitrary Detention um, issues an order that someone in the United States, his case is a violation of multiple provisions of international law and shows an appalling degree of, of, of a lack of impartiality by judges. You know, So our country needs to deal with this. It really goes to what kind of society we want to live in. And it really relates to the climate issue, because, again, I believe this whole thing is being orchestrated by Chevron, not just for Chevron, but for the entire fossil fuel industry. They don't want people speaking out. They don't want successful litigation to hold them to account for their pollution in ways that will help save the planet. And I think ultimately that's what this is about. And people need to pay serious attention. to Stephen Donziger, you have called um, uh, the devastation in Ecuador the Amazon Chernobyl. Explain why. Explain the original lawsuit that resulted in an $18 billion judgment against Chevron. Basically, Chevron, in the form of Texaco, its predecessor company, went into the Amazon of Ecuador and decided to create an operational system of literally hundreds of wells where they deliberately dumped toxic waste into waters, um, into rivers and streams that indigenous groups relied on for their drinking water, bathing and fishing, creating a mass industrial poisoning of a 1500 square mile area and literally hundreds if not thousands of people have died i've been there over 250 times the affected communities went to court um, in the court chevron wanted the trial to happen in ecuador they won the case chevron has attacked me attacked them for 10 years with the help of these federal judges in the meantime people are suffering and you know the, the degree of contamination is appalling i mean it is the amazon chernobyl it's the very definition of ecocide, in my opinion. I mean, that's just a deliberate decision in order to save money to dump 16 billion gallons of cancer-causing waste onto indigenous ancestral lands. And the problem is still there. The case has been going on 28 years. And what, no matter what happens to me, and I, th- I hope I'll be okay, I hope I'll get through this, I expect to get through this, the communities in Ecuador are suffering tremendously and they need help. And Chevron needs to step up and comply with the rule of law and pay the judgment that it owes to the people of Ecuador. Chevron shouldn't exist. Being with us, clearly the fight against oil extraction in the Amazon continues. A lawsuit was... This, this is the reason why the number, like, I'm up for a debate on nationalizing different industries, but the very first one is the energy industry. It needs to be nationalized and it should have always been nationalized. Donzinger is a hero. Uh, unfortunately, the bid to avert going to prison failed. He was incarcerated about four hours ago in Danbury, Connecticut. Fuck all the way off. And, and once again, I ask you, right-wingers, where are you? This is a constitutional violation. This is the tyranny of big business. This is government overreach. And this is silencing of speech. This is everything you motherfuckers claim to be against. 
Where are you? What's Ben Shapiro talking about tonight? What's goddamn fucking Charlie Kirk talking about tonight? It's not just Trump, as we see with the Biden. The, the fucking Biden administration could have stepped in today and prevented this. They are also bought and paid for. Our government has been taken over by corporate interest, and I don't understand how these fucking idiots on the right will tell me that the free market would fix this. No, they they keep telling you that so that you keep privatizing every goddamn bit of this country and things keep getting worse and worse. And that's that's that is what is more outrageous to me. Where's Joe Rogan? You fucking free speech warriors. Where's goddamn Dave Chappelle? You want to talk about being canceled, Dave Chappelle? Stand up for this motherfucker. Free market does not cure greed. I think it encourages it. But seriously, where are all the free speech warriors? Where's Jordan Peterson at? What about Brett and Heather? What have they got to say about this? I'm sorry. I'm, this is like the tech this morning from WoW. I didn't mean to yell at you guys. It's the situation that's got me frustrated. Frustrated. Flustered. Frustrated. Whatever the fuck. I need I need to have like a, a a label I put up like sorry chat I'm not yelling at you guys. The U.S. Constitution has failed to protect the vast majority of citizens. You're absolutely right. Well, the U.S. Constitution needs some some amendments. I'm a big fan of the Second Bill of Rights proposed by FDR. Even Dave Chappelle said social media is not real life or Twitter is not real life or whatever the... I assume that's what a lot of people come for, RB. Um, I had a friend tell me, like, rant comedy. That's what I do. Because, like, fucking my comedy is like this as well. I just yell, 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 yell. You dated me! (laughs) What the... Gives you a headache. I, I don't, I'm sorry, I have no volume control. Justin, inside voice is something I've heard my entire life. Fucking, I, I don't know. I don't know how loud I am. Also, I'm kind of deaf. That's why these headphones... And I have tinnitus kind of bad. Sounds like fucking aluminum foil. It was worth it for all those goddamn concerts. 
Oh, speaking of business scandals, we got one going on in China. I don't even know how to say the name of the company Evergrande. Chinese authorities have told Evergrande's billionaire founder to use his own money to pay down the company's $300 billion in debt. Wow! A government telling a company to use its own money to get itself out of debt and not bail it out? Holy fuck! Evergrande. It has an E. I just thought it was, you know, Grande. Maybe it's Evervinte. I'm just, I'm... This is a wild concept to me because I'm an American. A business has to stand on its own. It can't just get bailed out by the government. And I thought China was communist. Beijing has instructed Evergrande's founder to pay the company's debt with personal funds. Hu Ka-Yan's net worth is about $7.6 billion, according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Evergrande's debt pile is $300 billion. Authorities in China have told Evergrande's billionaire founder to use his own money to pay the company's debt. The directive was issued after the real estate behemoth missed an initial September 23rd deadline to pay an $84 million coupon on a dollar bond. Evergrande later paid the coupon during the note's 30-day grace period. Hughes' fortune alone is unlikely to be enough to rescue the debt-laden property developer. According to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, Hughes' net worth is about $7.6 billion. That's small change compared to Evergrande's uh, $300 billion debt pile as of June. It's also unclear whether Hughes' personal stash is liquid enough for the mission. His wealth is largely derived from his shares in Evergrande and their cash dividends. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sounds like you going under. Markets the world over have been roiled by Evergrande's debt, ro- uh, debt woes as investors fear contagion across the world economy. That's what I've been hearing about how this was going to crash the global economy for weeks now and how it was coming imminently, but we're we're not really seeing it at the moment. We actually don't owe many trillions to China. Uh, China owns about 13%, 12% of our debt. It's like a drop in the bucket. trillion. I guess it's grown a little bit, but that is, uh, that's still 1.1 trillion of 27, 28 trillion we're at right now. It's still just a fucking fraction. (laughs) I don't, I haven't checked in with the, the, the trade. Uh, well, that's a, a right-wing talking point is constantly like, we're in debt to China, we're in debt to China, we're in debt to China, but like, no, we're in debt to ourselves. Like, debt is U.S. currency. A lot of people don't understand that. 
uh, it's kind of weird to explain, in a fractured reserve banking system, our money is fiat. It's not real. There's nothing backing it up. And basically, what that what that twenty seven twenty eight trillion represents is the money supply. And China has about a trillion of our dollars. They still buy our soy. I like they they had shut us down for a while there. <laughs> but like The government asks the Fed for money. The Fed prints the money and deposits it in a bank. The bank doesn't actually lend out that money. The bank lends out money based on the reserve that they have, something like 10% or something. And it's like fucking, I know goddamn nothing about finances. But I probably know far more about it than these right-wingers that are like, the libs don't understand the economy. But, like, then banks loan that money out based on the percentage of what they have in the reserves. They never actually loan out money they have. It just appears from thin air. And that's actually the debt in the U.S. currency. As my U.S. government professor described it, we live in Hamilton's America, not Jefferson's America. We live in the the banking... uh, Money is based on debt, America, because Jefferson was in France fucking hookers. That's a true story. Also, like, I read Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, and the thing is, like, he's so fucking pious and self-righteous and shit, and I know that motherfucker was, like, a drunkard and banging whores and shit. And he's, like, talking about the evil of alcohol all through the fucking book. I what if scenarios? I don't. I I, I kind of like alternative reality scenarios. Like there's a uh, there's a movie, and it stars uh, fucking Freddy Krueger, uh, Robert England. Yeah, yeah, Robert England. Um, what's the fucking name of it? Ah, oh, motherfuck, motherfuck, motherfuck. But it's a movie where, like, the South won the Civil War. No, no, I'm conflating two movies. No, not Nightmare on Elm Street. No, 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 no. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm conflating two movies. I'm actually getting two movies wrong. It wasn't Robert England in that. There's a documentary, a mockumentary. Like, it's got commercials and shit set in the now as if the Confederate States of America or something like that, whatever the fuck. You know, it's what would have happened if the South would have won. Wolfenstein is set in a world where the Nazis won. I always thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. Over across the pond, DHL is pulling some real sketchy shit. 
Theft Fury as DHL make Jaguar Land Rover workers hand back furlough cash after overpayment. DHL will take 10% of workers' wages after they were overpaid. 10% of workers' wages every month from November after an HR mistake saw furlough money overpaid. Disgruntled workers have claimed the supply chain giant used flexible fur- flexible furlough during the pandemic, meaning businesses were able to bring back furlough impur- uh, fur- furloughed employees. I'm having a hard time saying it. On a part-time basis and still have the government pay some of their wages. That's called an accounting uh, error in your favor. If I remember my Monopoly chance cards correctly. The firm admitted some employees have been overpaid during the COVID crisis and confirmed it was in talks with the workers about recouping the cash from your workers. Who, who worked during the pandemic. Just go ahead and give it to them and call it a bonus, you fucking stingy bastards. Oh, Jesus. Apparently it's 10% here. Bus drivers for Lee County Schools call out and leave kids without a ride. Calling it a school bus driver shortage but like they're paying these people fucking peanuts to deal with kids and I don't even think it's a full time job is it like it's like a part time thing Parents are being told to pick up their kids because school buses... You watch your mouth, opossum. I'll give it to you, bitch. Drivers for Lee County Schools East Zone aren't behind the wheel today. They're demanding better pay and better treatment. Wink News reporter Brianna Ross joins us live from Varsity Lakes Middle. Brianna, this is shaking up a lot of parents' schedules. Hitchhike, you booger piggers. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's screwing up a lot of parents' schedules is what she said. It's screwing up a lot of parents' schedules. You know, being underpaid is screwing up a lot of those bus drivers' lives, you bitch. ...to pick up their kids from school and take a look at this car line here at Varsity Lakes Middle School. You can see the cars lined up down the road. A lot of parents who typically wouldn't have to come to the school to pick up their kids now here in this car line to pick up their kids because of this bus situation. Now, some parents told me they just kept their kids home because their kids' bus never came. This morning, 83 drivers in the east zone called in sick, leaving 166 routes uncovered and thousands of kids without a ride to or from school. Here's a novel idea. Pay them. Other morning for Michelle Gronroos and her son. He walked to his bus stop and caught a ride to school. But when Gronroos got on Facebook, she realized not everyone had such an easy morning. And I read Facebook like, I don't know, a couple hours later and nobody's kids were getting picked up. So then I was like, okay, what's going on? By afternoon, Gronroos worried her son may not have a ride home. She called the school to ask if buses were running. Well, technically, the school should have notified the parents. ...just to be safe. He didn't have a ride home. We got a, I got a phone call this afternoon when I had already had him in the car. There was provide transportation for your children. The fact that today was my day off just by, for coincidence is the only way I got to pick him up. That's why. Tomorrow, I won't have a way to. 
I bet they assumed they would just cancel school, but didn't have that choice. The bus is her kid's only option to get to and from school. So her kids stayed home because their bus never came. I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know? I mean, obviously, I don't want them missing school, but I really don't have any other options. Lee County's Transportation Director Roger Lloyd said he's hopeful the driver's sick out. Oh, yeah. The funding is based on attendance. That's that's another issue. Some said they will be back to work. They do have concerns about um, the working conditions, and they're valid. It's tough. Yes, they're valid. We're working on solutions for most of their concerns. Most. Now, the transportation director did not get specific about what solutions the district is working on, but he did say that he plans to meet with drivers Thursday evening to hear their concerns. Now, I also spoke with the support staff uh, union, and she said that they do not condone strikes, but they do support their members. Transportation director said that a strike is against the district's rules, and he will be investigating the drivers who called out today, and he will hold them accountable. I'm live in Lee County, Brianna Ross. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. I, have you guys been seeing all the like the text messages from bosses where they're like, "Hey, we've had, we were short staffed. Can you come in?" And like uh, they're like, "No, you know, I'm sick today. I can't come in." And the bosses are like, "We're gonna have a talk about this tomorrow." And people are like, "No, I quit." So if you're gonna reprimand these bus drivers, just fucking the bus drivers should fucking quit. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Here's something that I don't think anybody in my chat is going to be surprised by. I think it's it's pretty common knowledge to us, reasonable people. Worker cooperatives are more productive than normal companies. Oh, huh. <laughs> that's that's weird. The article's not there. Oh, huh. All right, whatever. You guys knew that. But that was the lead-in to my other story. Which is that ranchers are branching out and building their own plants. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that dip. And look, like, Uber's unsustainable. Lyft is unsustainable. And they, like, these fucking companies, like, fucking Uber and Lyft are a lot like uh, Thanos. Did I say it? Thanos is like the Marvel. Uh, Theranos. Theranos. That was it. Thanos is from uh, the Avengers or some shit. And he, like, snaps. And Tim Pool's a fan. Theranos is the company we covered earlier where the woman was scamming people. Theranos. I don't know. I've never seen... uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of the Marvel Universe. Mainly Spider-Man movies. 
I I have a few to like you know that I have in 4K that I've been meaning to watch. I might watch them eventually. I know about the the reason I know about the Thanos and the the snap and everything is one you know I'm in meme culture and two the when Sam Cedar went on with Tim Pool and Tim Pool is like you know Thanos was. Uh, the non-ontological argument and he would snap his fingers and kill half the, the, the people and like, ah, ha, ha, Sam. And Sam was like, I don't care. Sam Cedar's basically Thanos. RB, that is a great quote. I love that. Anything competition can do, cooperation can do better. And it like... The thing with co-ops is you don't get, and this is something right-wingers are constantly talking about, especially with our supply chain issues now. uh, They're like, we don't make anything in America anymore. Well, you know what? If workers owned their companies, they aren't going to ship their own jobs overseas. There's going to be no GM plant threatening to go overseas. If the workers own the company and share in the profits, everybody does better. Eventually, I'll watch them. I I feel like I can't watch the Avengers without watching like everything else, and there's a shit ton of stuff for me. I gotta watch the Iron Man. I gotta watch the Captain America. I gotta watch the blah blah blah. I have not watched Justice League, but I'm actually more up on my DC movies than I am my Marvel movies. I don't know why. It's it's not like I'm, I'm it's not like I'm a comic book fan in any way or why I'm, I'm I'm partial to one side or the other. I've seen Deadpool 1 but not Deadpool 2. I've seen Black Panther. Like I've seen bits and pieces of the Marvel universe. I was let down by Black Panther. I thought like there was so much good shit there and it could have been a stronger story. I, my best friend is all into the comic book shit and like fucking he'll tell me what to watch. I just, I, I defer to him. That's what, when Stan Lee died, I, uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch a Marvel movie. What, what one should I watch? And that's when he told me to do, uh, homecoming and fucking homecoming was excellent. Hey, it's your Wi-Fi this time. My internet didn't go out. We still hanging strong. I uh, I look at the the. I'm not against um, superhero movies. There's just too goddamn many of them, right? Like I like psychological thrillers. That's the fucking. I watched Midsummer the other night. Fucking that was excellent. Loved that movie. Fuck yeah, Charlie Murphy. A K-pop song. Fucking K-pop. How do we go from co-ops to Marvel? Oh, I made the... I was talking about uh, Theranos. That's on Netflix, right? The Jessica Jones? Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Now, like that actress, she was good in... like uh, She was in Breaking Bad, right? 
like her an awful lot. No, 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 no. Theranos is the name of the company that I was referencing, and I called it Thanos. That that's how we got from co-ops to MCU. Midsummer was a trip, and I fucking fucking sparkles. Fucking smart. I after I watched that movie, I'm like, God damn, Sparkles would love this. That's her kind of movie. <laughs> like, you totally should have watched it. And I like I I asked Sparkles to watch Suicide Squad with me, the new one, after I got finished watching that, I was like, God, Sparkles would have loved this. I like the first two, so I watched them both the same night. The one the night that the new one came out, I watched the old one too. I liked it. It was just not, not, uh, fucking Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. That was, that should have won the fucking Oscar for best film that year. I don't remember what else was nominated, but God damn, I can't imagine I saw a better movie that year. Fuck. Fuck that movie was good. I need to watch it again. And also I liked the, I liked the Post Malone song from it. Hey, 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 hey. Yes, Into the Spider-Verse is amazing. Anyone who is in my chat right now that has not watched Into the Spider-Verse, do watch that. Oh, I'm sorry. Do Go back and watch it. Such a fucking good movie. And I need to, I need to watch the other, because uh, I watched Homecoming. There's like Far From Home or something now. It's, it's, apparently it's good too. I like Spider-Man. I've got it, just haven't watched it. That's pretty much everything. Like, I, uh, like, arg. I have everything. I get, I get video just as soon as I just never fucking watch it. Which Spider-Man? Oh, Curiouser, you would love it. Into the Spider-Verse. It's a, it's animated. But like, that's, that's by far like the best fucking superhero movie. It's one of the best movies. Like, it's a fantastic fucking movie. Which Spider-Man is my favorite? Oh, uh, I don't... Are you asking me which actor I like best? I don't even know their fucking names. Uh, as for the... I liked the uh, the Spider-Man fucking video game. I loved the shit out of it. I've been waiting for... Um, I like to play games. Like, if, if a game is set at Christmas, I like to play it during Christmas time. So, like, I've been waiting to play Miles Morales... Like, I, I will fire that up around Thanksgiving time. I'll, I'll step into Miles Morales. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know how you pay attention to anything. <laughs> I can't pay any attention to anything when you're with me. She, she's she's a chatty Kathy. Like other ranchers across the country, Rusty Kemp for years grumbled about rock bottom prices paid to the cattle he raised in central Nebraska even as the cost of beef at grocery stores kept climbing. He and his neighbors blamed it on consolidation in the beef industry, stretching back to the 1970s that resulted in four companies slaughtering over 80% of the nation's cattle, giving the processors more power to set prices while ranchers struggled to make a living. This seems to be a common refrain. Like, we keep hearing this story. 
oh my god, consolidation in the industry killed competition and fucked over workers. Crews will start work this fall building the sustainable beef plant on nearly 400 acres near North Platte, Nebraska. As you guys know, like this is this is my kind of thing. This is what I've been talking about. Other groups are making similar surprising moves in Iowa, Idaho, Wisconsin. We are seeing a worker revolt. You just won't see it in the news. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. But it's happening. You're going to see the prevailing message of nobody wants to work and Joe Biden's fucking up the supply chains, but there's, there's more things going on. We are in the middle of what's called a paradigm shift. Paradigm shifts are messy. Don't get don't get it twisted. Poop fountains. That's not my kind of chocolate fountain. The move is well timed as the US Department of Agriculture is now taking a number of steps to encourage a more diverse supply in the beef industry. Still, it's hard to overstate the challenge going up against huge, well-financed competitors that run highly efficient plants and can sell beef at prices that smaller operators will struggle to match. Nationalize it, then. The question is whether smaller plants can pay ranchers more and still make a profit themselves. An average 1,300-pound steer is worth about $1,600, but the value must be divided between the slaughterhouse, feedlot, and the rancher who typically bears the largest expense of raising the animal for more than a year. I'm more than happy to pay higher prices for locally sourced stuff. The market is there. It can bear it. What the market can't bear is any more goddamn billionaires accumulating any more wealth. 2% of Elon Musk's wealth would solve world hunger, says the director of UN Food Scarcity. A small group of ultra-wealthy individuals could help solve world hunger with just a fraction of their net worth. Billionaires need to step up now on a one-time basis. Not a one-time basis. They all need to fucking pay their goddamn taxes. He was specifically citing two of the richest men, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Six billion to help 42 people. I'm sorry. Six billion to help 42 million people that are literally going to die if we don't reach them. It's not that complicated. Tesla chief executive Musk has a net worth of nearly 289 billion, according to Bloomberg. Remember, for those of you who are not aware of my chat, most of you probably know, Elon Musk was born into a family that owned an emerald mine in apartheid South Africa. That's how he made his wealth. Came to the U.S. with a pocket full of emeralds, apparently. And that we would not be having a conversation about Tesla or SpaceX in 2021 if it wasn't for Obama belling Tesla out in 2009. Might have been 2010. It was early on in the Obama administration in the uh, Recovery Act. 
Wow, your mom said union leaders make a fortune? Well, that's... I know where that comes from. I make the propaganda for the people that say the union uh, leaders make a fortune. (laughs) I know where that comes from. Oh, he's been stiffing his engineers, uh, working them ragged. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is is totally his fault that he doesn't understand his privilege, yes. It is totally his fucking fault. No, his aims aren't good. What do you think his aims are? What the fuck? To fucking space tourism? He didn't even make PayPal. He was just, he was like a, a fucking, uh, he didn't, he didn't make anything. He doesn't make anything. He's not even the founder of Tesla. Did you know that? He bought the rights to call himself the founder of Tesla. On a new dick plane. Oh my god, I've not heard the dick plane. Did he literally say dick plane? But he really does have some new dick plane? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ah, it's a whole fucking thing. I was hoping it was going to be like time stamped to where we need to go. Fuck off. Not you guys. The article. I've always seen through Elon Musk. I've always been against Elon Musk. I'm glad I've always been on the road because I've got friends that suck his goddamn dick. And I'm I'm constantly like, you know he's a fraud, right? I don't think he called it Dick Plane. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe he did call it Dick Plane. Now, we talk about Dick Planes, but like everything, everything is a phallic symbol. Every goddamn fucking... Pointy thing throughout history is a fucking phallic symbol. I don't know. Engineers are weird people. Yeah, as he called the when the fucking rescue in the cave, he sent that fucking nonsense submarine that didn't work. And then when the dude that actually was a hero said it didn't work. He called him a pedophile. And also, he ruined Grimes. Like, I used to enjoy Grimes' music. And also, like, if the Obama administration hadn't bailed fucking SpaceX at Tesla, he bailed one of them out. One of them got bailed out. I can't remember which one it was. Awarded contracts to SpaceX. That might have been what it was. 
If it hadn't been for that intervention, there would be no SpaceX or Tesla right now. And Elon Musk would just be some broke-ass bitch. Broke-ass bitch, broke-ass bitch. Some immunocompromised people can receive a fourth COVID shot, CDC says. The change comes several months after the CDC recommended a third dose for people with compromised immune systems. Okie dokie. Grimes is fucked. We were, we were, Sparkles and I, I don't remember where we went the other day, but we were in her car and she was listening to a rap song. <laughs> And it had, it had like featured Grimes. I hadn't heard the song before. But Grimes' only part was like, ha 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 in the background. And I'm like making fun of like that's the only contribution to the song that Grimes has is like the grunting she's doing in the background. But also like I automatically knew it was Grimes when it started as well, even though it was like unintelligible grunting. I'm assuming uh, her albums are indeed really bad. Like, you can't listen to one album all the way through. Yeah, we're, we're going to be getting boosters like every year at least. If not like every eight months. Like, that's our future at least until the evolution of the virus wanes and it just becomes like the common cold. I liked Grimes back in the day when she was sitting on the floor of her fucking bedroom with keyboards and drum machines all around her and doing crazy shit that was blowing my mind. I really don't like her now. Like, fuck it, that last album, like, I've got a couple songs I like off of it, but, like, the video where she's on, the like, the private jet, uh, and the one video is, like, really pretty, where she's on the throne and it's got the, the gorgeous fucking background. But like it seems so self-indulgent. It didn't have to be this way. But hey, we have a side effect of the vaccine. Right-wingers have been talking about vaccine side effects. An Aurora girl who battled a rare illness is eager to get the COVID vaccine because apparently... Vaccine can help with this rare illness. Paige Rawson loves food, so when the Aurora 7-year-old lost her appetite, among other things, last December, her mom knew something was wrong. She had 104 times, was laying down, she wasn't going to the bathroom, she wasn't eating. Paige was so sick, she was rushed from the western suburbs to Rush University Medical Center's Pediatric Intensive Care Unit when the young girl was diagnosed with multi-system inflammatory syndrome, known as MISI. We know it's a post-COVID, post-viral syndrome, where it's an exaggerated inflammatory process, which happens throughout the body. Dr. Josh Murphy was specifically concerned about Paige's heart. Her heart rate was up, her blood pressure was low, she had elevation in her cardiac enzymes. But I want to say he did that to her. Maybe that's just my revisionist history. Because I want to like her. Because, like, I have a thing for, for female artists that have weird voices. That make electronic pop music. 
Don't ask me. Nelly Furtado, uh, Ellie Golding, Grimes. Uh, I can go on and on. Fucking uh, uh, sleigh bells. Love them. I don't. I don't know what it fucking. Um, apparently they're rapists, but I was really into them for a little bit. Um, 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 um. That the South African, the the brother and sister. Fucking, what's the name of that fucking band? Has the weird looking girl that has the 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 weird voice, and the really weird looking dude. But apparently, like they're they sexually assaulted people or something. Diant word, yeah, there we go, or Diant word, whatever it is. Yeah, them. Fucking, I, I, I was digging on them for a while. Uh, like, my favorite band of all time is the fucking Knife. Fever Ray, the uh, solo project of Karen from the Knife. Oh my god. But the Knife really weird. Knife is like weird scandal. They are not siblings? I thought they were siblings. My bad. I love Sylvanesso. She's gotten a little pop lately. I don't know if, like, I like the indie sound, but the last, uh, or I mean, it's, it's a band. Is I, I call it a she. Uh, I I liked their indie sound. Their their kind of older sound, but also I I dig the 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 poppy new shit. I. Attila. I don't think I've ever listened to Attila. Now we're getting on me. You guys can get me off topic so fucking easy. <laughs> Spotify doesn't want to open. Well, shit. Because there's some, there's some acts like, I'll be like, I've never heard of them. And then I'll open Spotify and realize I follow them. Are you are you talking about Attila the Hun? News now. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, what this is going to go back into what is metal? Because we had a whole conversation one time of whether I like metal or not. Because I kind of consider a lot of the bands that I like to be like progressive hard rock but not metal. Like, we're going to talk about Rammstein here in a second. Love Rammstein. Are they metal? If so, then I'm I'm into metal. Are they not metal? I... They seem like progressive rock to me. Fuck Five Finger Death Punch. Fuck that band. Oh my god. And they had some song that was big when I was at the strip club that one of the strippers danced to. Fuck that song. What did they do? What, Five Finger Death Punch? They just sucked. Or the stripper. 
Because the stripper dancer, like, she was, um, she was very alternative, tatted up, and she danced to Slipknot and System of a Down, Typo Negative, and shit like that. And when she, like, I would not have gotten a lap dance from her, because, like, if you wanted somebody to hurt you by just, like, Banging their ass into your crotch. That's the kind of lap dance she would give. No fucking way. The strip club I used to work at is now what used to be our competition, is what you're saying. Does Anita still own the bar? Eka Mouse. Are you throwing out bands still? I'm not even sure if I know them. Eka Mouse. Jamaican music. This is some reggae shit. I love it. I can do some reggae. Well, the mouse is here burnt down when I still fucking live there. I'm sorry, news now. News now. Oh, oh yeah, let's let's watch this one. I will definitely check them out. They look cool just from seeing like the pictures of their performances over here. The radio host's attempt to target Wichita school board member has backfired and the post has been deleted. Let's get the lowdown. Thousands of comments and shares on this Facebook post of a Wichita conservative radio host attacking Wichita school board candidate Ben Blankley. The post was targeting Blankley's participation in a charity drag show. Sean Logging has been looking into this today and spoke with Blankley about how he's responding. Getting for more Sunday night on the John Whitmer radio show. The KNSS host focusing his opening monologue. Oh my god, the John Whitmer show? You're shitting me. The John Whitmer show? No fucking way. I just had to. Maybe I don't have it. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. The John Whitmer show. I honest to God think I just had to clip something from his show the other day for one of my clients. But I can't I can't verify that for you. Because yesterday I cleaned up my computer and deleted a bunch of files. And I deleted a bunch of old shit. But I, I honest to God think I had to clip something from his show the other day. The John Whitmer Show on the upcoming school board races. 
encouraging people to go vote for candidates he is supporting, arguing poor student achievement, mandates, and influence of teacher unions as reasons to vote out incumbents. Whitmer also pointed to photos of school board member and candidate Ben Blankley wearing drag and sharing them on his Facebook page. After disappointment, it was... It was just a kind of like, oh, so this is where we're going. The photos are from Blankley's participation in charity drag shows, posting a response on Facebook Monday. Blankley calling out what he said. Wow. By the way, like, that's that's a popular thing. Charity drag shows. I've emceed like two or three of them. ...is bullying and says he is proud of his support of local charities. An important aspect of my personality is, is lifting up uh, people who are more vulnerable than me. And, uh, and it, it's really uh, heartwarming to be able to do, to do that. After that Facebook post by Whitmer, it backfired on the radio host. The vast majority of the comments writing support for Blankley and the LGBTQ community. It's exactly what we need to see to foster a welcoming, inviting environment here in the city of Wichita. Equality Kansas, which for transparency is endorsing blankly, says posts like this one can be harmful. There are unintended consequences of that bad behavior. What was that? What did I say? Like, I produced some propaganda where I had to clip the John Whitmer show the other day? And that was bad behavior. And, and children are watching. Children are listening. Blankley says when it comes to this attack, it serves as noise in this race. Is not substantive of what uh, what school boards actually do. I reached out to Whitmer multiple times for this story, but have not heard back. As of late this afternoon, that post was deleted from his show's Facebook page. The 2021 general election day is a week away. Backfired on you, you stupid fuck. Well, right-wingers are morons, Thousands so. of comments and shares on this. Now let's find out what's going on in this high school in Kentucky because some crazy shit's happening. I saw, but I'm, this is close to where I'm from, so I saw a bunch of my friends post about it. So, holy shit, let's find out what actually happened. A Kentucky school's man pageant had lap dances and teens in Hooters shirt, and it's under investigation. Yeah, so, um, this is a student, and this is a teacher. A student in drag, lap dancing a teacher. Now, I want you to notice where the post came from. Hazard High School Athletics. The school actually posted the pictures themselves. Hazard Independent Superintendent Sandra Combs on Wednesday confirmed that she was investigating social media photos of homecoming activities. Good Lord! Leave me alone! I can't even get back to the article. Apparently it's something that they do. Jesus Christ. 
The superintendent confirmed that she was investigating social media photos of homecoming activities at Hazard High School that showed a scantily clad male teenager giving lap dances to staff, including the principal, who is also the city's mayor. Well... On Wednesday night, in a statement, Combs apologized and said the inappropriate activities would not happen again. She said disciplinary uh, disciplinary action has been taken, but she could not elaborate on a personnel action. Donald Happy Mobellini, principal of Hazard High School, and also the mayor of Hazard, who was in the photos, did not immediately return a phone call or email for comment. A schedule of homecoming activities for Tuesday on the Hazard High School Facebook page listed a man pageant. Photos of lap dances on the Hazard High School Athletics Facebook page were removed, but a photo on the page of a teen, of teen girls in t-shirts and who in Hooters t-shirts and those depicting male students being paddled remained on the page on Wednesday morning. <laughs> Hazard Independent School Board members did not immediately comment. In 2008, Mobilini, this is the principal and the mayor of the town, was investigated twice for alcohol incidents involving students. The Herald-Leader reported that in one instance, photos surfaced online of him driving students around as they smoked and drank alcohol. Mobilini... Good Lord! Obelini did not get into trouble in either case because he was unaware of the drinking, a Herald-Leader article at the time said. Apparently, it's some shit going on in Hazard County, Kentucky. Not where the Duke boys are from. They're Hazard County, Georgia, right? I just... Hey, Ben Shapiro, (laughs) I thought you wanted to ban pornography from schools. Where are you on this one? You guys talking about this story? Good Lord. Officials have recovered hundreds of rounds of ammunition from the rust set after the Alec Baldwin shooting. Through the execution of search warrants, we have collected about 600 items of evidence. These include, but are not limited to, Three firearms, approximately 500 rounds of ammunition, and several pieces of clothing and accessories. We believe that we have in our possession the firearm that was fired by Mr. Baldwin. This is the, vi- this is the firearm we believe discharged the bullet. We also believe that we have the spent shell casing from the bullet that was fired from the gun. What, what does it say more oh. broadly about the digital media? We auto-played there way too fast. Mexico officials say they've recovered hundreds of rounds of ammunition and other possible live rounds on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie. Authorities have also recovered the spent shell casings, the 63-year-old actor, as well as an armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and assistant director Dave Halls, have been cooperative in the... Co- cooperative in the investigation. 
If the facts and evidence and law support charges, then I will initiate prosecution at that time. This is according to Santa, uh, Santa Fe County District Attorney Mary Carmarek Altwise. I'm sorry, I fucked your name up, ma'am. Under more depressing celebrity news. What the fuck are they doing to Kobe Bryant's wife? I've seen numerous updates about this. It looks like the is it the LA County Sheriff's I don't I don't know what police agency it is, but they are fucking this woman over. Kobe Bryant's wife learned about the basketball legend's death from social media posts. Not, not from the authorities. Vanessa Bryant, the widow of Kobe Bryant, said that she learned about the basketball star's death when social media notifications began showing up on her phone hours before she got the official confirmation from the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. Vanessa Bryant testified as part of her lawsuit against the Sheriff's Department fire department, and Los Angeles County, alleging that the department employees took photos of the helicopter crash site, including photos of bodies believed to be her husband and daughter. I don't think it's fair that I'm here today having to fight for accountability, Bryant said, according to the transcript of the deposition. I agree. Because no one should ever have to endure this type of pain and fear for their family members. Pictures getting released, this is not okay. Bryant said that on the day of the crash, representatives of the Sheriff's Department repeatedly refused to answer her questions about the condition of her family members until Sheriff Alex Villeneuve arrived and told her personally that they had died. And he says, is there anything I can do for you? And I said, if you can't bring my husband and baby back, please make sure no one takes photographs of them. Bryant said, according to the deposition transcript, please secure the area. And he said, I will. Bryant said she was afraid of fans or drones or helicopters taking images of the scene. Deposition frequently becomes contentious and emotional as defense attorney Louise Miller asked Bryant to look at several photos that Bryant's attorneys had submitted as evidence which showed scenes from the crash that had been sent to Vanessa Bryant or circulated online. Well, especially we're talking about the L.A. County Sheriff's Office who's been doing a very good job of combating gang violence. Google L.A. County Sheriff's gangs and find out more. Miller also asked Bryant to discuss whether she might be suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. I bet she is. Los Angeles County has asked the court to compel Bryant to take a psychiatric exam. Bryant said the aftermath of the crash and disclosure of photos has been so traumatizing, she has maintained possession of the clothing that Kobe and Gianna Bryant were wearing at the time of their deaths. And if their clothes represent the condition of their bodies, I cannot imagine how someone could be so callous and have no regard for them or our friends, and just share the images as if they were animals on the street. I agree. And the way, the way the county has treated you afterwards, ma'am, has been atrocious. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry you've had to go through this. Uh, 
Not that I was lionizing Kobe Bryant or anything. I don't know fucking jack shit about him. I tend to not like rich celebrities, but this woman is completely innocent and should not have to endure this from these stupid-ass cops. Oh. When I need music to calm down, I did not hear about Scotty Pippen's son being accused of satanical sacrifice. No, I did not hear about that at all. Yeah, that sounds crazy. I'm going to have to look into that one. But before like before we get out of here tonight, we're going to have to talk about the fact that Rumstein, Rumstein, I've uh, fucked their name up. One of my favorite bands, I've fucked their names up. Released a new song. And the first person to hear it isn't on Earth. I think that's fucking cool. An astronaut in space is the first person to hear a brand new Rumstein song. For the ISS, Thomas Pesquet was the first person to be played a song from Rumstein's upcoming new album. Oh shit, I didn't know they had new music on the way. They just released an album like 2019. I was stoked. I was all, I was like, I want to go see Rumstein. U.S. tour. Yes, yes. Nah, nah. Fucking COVID. It is Halloween week. I have spooky stories. I'm saving them for the freak show. Thank you very... I've been sitting on a couple of stories for the freak show this this Friday that I've had for a few weeks now, actually. G-O-T-J. What's up? Yeah, me and my freak show. That's the kind of story you do on the freak show. Like, were you not fucking horrified by the dude being prosecuted by Chevron? Were you not fucking scared of the cops after watching, oh, Gathering of the Juggalos? Maybe, maybe one day. Well, it's the it's the Halloween special freak show. I don't know if that means I'm going to do anything different about it, but I have shit planned, and we're going to eat candy. Candy cane. Well, we're all desperate to hear the results of what Rammstein have been working on in lockdown. You're currently going to have to go a long way to listen to it, as they've chosen to debut a new track for the first time in actual space. Christopher Doom Schneider has shared that from the comfort of his studio, he played French astronaut Thomas Pesquet, a song from the follow-up to 2019's Untitled Album, while he's been staying on the International Space Station for the past six months, making Thomas the first person ever to hear uh, to listen to the band's new material. How cool is that? I'm sure she will do that. I have proper mic etiquette. was the first to listen to one of our new songs from the upcoming album. It premiered in the sky, which is an honor for us. Thank you, NASA. Thank you, European Space Agency and Thomas for this unique experience. 
Oh, why can't we see the photos? Motherfucker. Hold on. Let me let me try Chrome and see if we can see the pictures. We're getting gypped here. Check out a couple of photos below and there's no photos. There we go. Kind of uneventful though. Fucking Instagram. Goddamn. I guess that's what it looked like while he was sharing the song. Speaking of going up, this dog likes to get up on the refrigerator. How high are you? More angry than when you burn a candle and it doesn't burn that outer rim. It just irritates me. So I guess the dude's like a, a YouTuber or something and his dog's always on the front. He's a TikTok creator. I signed up for TikTok today. I already hate it. It is just a shitty user interface. Hold on. Guys, 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 guys. On this one shelf, there are only two things in this guy's fridge. At least three gigantic fucking bottles of creamer. Like the the gallon size. Like, that's three gallons at least of coffee creamer. And Corona beer. I mean, I guess it's well organized, but like, who the fuck only has coffee creamer and beer? What? (laughs) I. Why do you have coffee creamer and beer in your. Like, that. I mean, like, I understand the things being in there, but like, that's the only thing. Look like you might have had some soda on the shelf under. That dog is gorgeous. Lots of people have three at least gallons of coffee creamer and Corona, and that's all they have in their fridge. I find that hard to believe. Yes, I'm being judgy. Is there a cat involved? has made it on top of the fridge. He's a good boy. I don't like fucking... I let the cats get up on the fridge. What the fuck? Teaching him things. Oh, it's the cat teaching him. Blame the cat. He likes ice cubes. He is absolutely uh, a handsome puppy. That's probably it. He probably does think he's a cat.
Lettuce hearts, nos, and string cheese. Wow, that's a wild combination as well. Is string cheese vegan? Because, like, it don't have any actual cheese in it, does it? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. The worst thing ever is when I go to someone's house and they have their dog on the furniture. Like, you know how nasty dogs are? Like, that's disgusting. You know, like, do not let your dog get on this. He's like doing a he's doing a video about like how it's disgusting to have your pets up on the furniture while his dog's on the fridge. So we ran into a problem. Um Fridge Dog's bed right here is getting real old. So at your boy's G E and tell him that Fridge Dog needs a new bed. Fridge Dog needs a new bed. That looked like a fucking decent refrigerator to me. I bet my refrigerator's older. He's on the outdoor one too. What the fuck? Oh, look at the other dog. How many fucking animals you got, dude? Can I come over to your house? Put the spider up. I think it's cool you got the spider. I just don't want to play with it. I want to play with all the other animals, though. Give me that, give me that dog. Give me the other dog. Give me the cat. <laughs> he's, just, he's just chilling. But now I can't, like, did the dog jump from the ground up to the fridge there? I find that hard to believe. He had to get up on the counter to do that. I don't know. Sometimes I just walk in and he's just up here on the fridge being a good boy. Watch out. Come get me a little. I've had a spider issue around my apartment. To the point where they they are nasty looking that I'm afraid they're going to bite one of the kitties. That I like, I did not want to have to kill spiders around my house, but. Well, I guess you're right. Somebody has made it on top of the Oh, what a cute kitty. Somebody should tell, somebody should uh, use their bits and tell me to show a cat. Teaching him things. I mean, I'll show you a cat if you just want a cat, but like somebody should use their bits. Tell me to show a cat. Do it. Do it. He likes ice cubes. Do I have a cat near me? I, why are ice cubes bad for a uh, a dog's teeth? Because, like, they chew on fucking everything, don't they? Like, you want to give them chewy shit. All right, which one you want? Hey, what's for dinner? I could, I it probably like uh, does shit to your enamel, doesn't it? You want socks? The worst thing ever is when I go to someone's house and they have their dog on the furniture. Like, you know how nasty dogs are? Like, that's disgusting. He was very asleep. He is not happy at all right now. Oh, he didn't get down. He's Are you leaving us, buddy? He's 
So we ran into a problem. Um, Fridge Dog's bed right here is getting real old. So at your boy's GE, tell him that Fridge Dog needs a new bed. Hashtag Fridge Dog needs a new bed. Yeah, he's not happy with me right now. I fed him before the show tonight. You might be able to Last night I didn't know I was going seven hours and the cats were really upset because I hadn't fed him before the show. So he actually gets up I will give him some nip. Okay, let's go. We'll do it. We get up here, buddy. Train the camera over here in their nip spot. How about that? There's nothing in this world that makes me more angry than when you burn a candle and it doesn't burn that outer rim. It just irritates me. I don't know, sometimes I just walk in and he's just up here on the fridge being a good boy. And, you know, watch out, come get me a little, little brewski. What's that, Paul? He's a good boy. See you, bud. So what? You're using the cat tower now, what? You're going you're gonna to get up on the fridge with her next? You're going to jump up on the fridge? Painter don't want to get high. Well, I guess you're right. Somebody has made it. On top of the fridge. There you go. Kitty's getting high. Maynard just walked off from his stash. I think he thought it was treats and he was disappointed. Teaching him. He was like, no, nah, I want treats right now. That's my fridge dog. And, um... Yeah, why are you over here pouting, dude? Oh, you can't see him. There's his ass. He's over here pouting. I had a roach problem for a little while. And like, I'm clean. I don't know why I kept getting the roaches so bad. Opened a box of Triscuits and there was a roach in it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I understand some bugs just because like I'm here at the tree line. Of a national forest. I have my doors and windows open a lot. I understand dealing with bugs but roaches specifically the worst thing Ew. When I go to someone's house and they have their dog on the furniture that I've been waiting for the t- like a snake getting in here because like it's totally possible you know, like, and it's gonna really freak me out they're gonna get hair and all sorts of germs it's gross. Well, they're not they're not an apartment life thing here anymore because there are fucking goddamn roach fucking I bought three boxes of like that has like twelve in them. Three boxes of the motherfucker. I put them in every goddamn corner and all my cabinets. There are no roaches in this place anymore. They dead. They dead. I've got those little ants in my kitchen. And I can't fucking get rid of them. And I've used the I've used the ant stuff. The mighty bun hunter. Knuckles. The fridge dog. I 
I wasn't sure what time producer Dave came on tonight, but apparently he's already been on. I was holding you guys over until, uh, you know, I was sure he was on. Look at those teefers. So if you're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Echoplex Media. Looks like producer Dave is riding slow, uh, solo tonight. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.